You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey there, welcome to a very special episode of a two podcast series. Why is it a special episode of two podcast series? Because this is going to be in our Oshiaga podcast feed and in our Go Plug Yourself feed because our guest today is none other than Patrick Gway, who is a senior booker at Evenco, so uh, obviously a major part of booking Oshiaga. So that's why it's going to appear in both our Go Plug Yourself show and our Oshiaga series. Uh, this is an extra long episode. Uh, Patrick, Sarah, and I talk for like nearly two hours. Uh, that has nothing to do with the fact that we drank several bottles of wine and had a bunch of beers while, while we were talking, I swear. Uh, that has, The wine has nothing to do with the runtime, guys, I promise you. Um, but yeah, no, we get into sort of like the music scene uh, in Montreal. Uh, Pat's sort of had his finger on the pulse of the music scene, it seems like the last 30 years, from being in Slaves on Dope, from working with the stars, from working with... Uh, arts and crafts, uh, Donald K. Donald, Greenland, like all of the stuff that preceded Evenco and now also as part of Evenco. Uh, it's like a crazy story. We get in tons of music stories, talking about the festivals, talking about what his, his job is like, just talking about sharing music stories and show stories. It's a great one. Sit back, relax, uh, enjoy the show. Uh, we'll see you at Oceaga, August 4, 5, and 6, Park Chandra That We'll be there. Enjoy the show, everybody. So go, Sarah, how, oh, you missed it. Oh, what? You were supposed to open the bottle and go, Psh. Yeah, I know. You took too long. Sorry. So, yeah, so we, almost Sorry. every episode of the Go Plug Yourself, or the Oshiaga series, I should say. This is a Go Plug Yourself Oshiaga crossover, but almost every episode, Sarah likes to open a beer right into the mic. I'm sure. Okay. Are you recording right now? Uh, yeah. Aw, I was just going to run and get another one <laughs> and just crack <laughs> it. What? Don't you worry. Can, you, you I will do it. It's not live. Show. You can do it again. No, 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 no. Okay. no, 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 no. That's not how it works. Okay. <laughs> one take. Okay. <laughs> we do one take. There's no gimmies. No. Yeah, that's it. No cuts. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is a special episode. We alluded to it. We, we hinted that it might happen. But I don't know if we hinted it on an episode that's out. No, we did. We did. There were two things that we hinted at, one of which is not going to happen. Okay. One of them was we're going to have a special uh, with one of the Oceaga bookers. Okay. And the other one that I wanted to do, but just now other festivals have eaten up my time, is I wanted to do like a, a mini episode just on the backyard sessions. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because I thought it would be fun to just put a little it. bit of a spotlight on some of the Montreal, because almost they're all basically local acts right. running, and they were not part of the initial lineup. Right. Right. So it's like we were already like midway through recording, I think, our Saturday episodes when you guys even announced okay the backyard session so we're like oh yeah, how are we, we gonna do it we talk about them next episode we do yeah, yeah we do talk go. about like so spoiler, spoilers for the last episode of the show which isn't out yet is uh we picked uh palada as like one of oh, our cool because they're yeah they're fucking amazing. wild yeah just in general yeah <laughs> just yeah. like as a that's an episode on its own right yeah there, exactly right? <laughs> so, like, you get, like we were, we talked about it on the show like, we had seen that we had seen them in one of their like basement rave days like and like and I w- it was literally only on the show that I remembered that it was them and I'm like li- we were like listening to it and I was like no we were at this weird like gungy <laughs> basement thing and I was like it's specifically the like the girl kind of wandering around in the crowd just like screaming in Spanish like that leaves a yeah <laughs> like like that leaves an impression on you if you're like at this weird little underground party and you're like where's the singer and she's just wandering around right kind of not that many bands do that. yeah exactly you know, you're like so. oh no it's de- that was definitely them like i don't know 10 years ago i don't know you keep talking about this and i just remember 
And I don't even know the location. That, I, that, I don't remember the location either. That was the band where it was a Halloween-ish show? Yeah, I know that. Okay. I just I don't know how long ago. How I long ago it was. Oh, okay. That's I barely right. do research. You think <laughs> I'm going to remember anything? <laughs> you think I'm going to remember something from more than 10 years ago? You think I'm going to remember something more than <laughs> yesterday? <laughs> uh, so joining us, is, so we don't, I don't <laughs> think we're going to get to the Backyard Sessions episode because the festival is like a week away or two weeks away. Three. Well, yeah, two and a half. Two and a half. Like, yeah. Two and a half. Creepy. But we d- did manage to uh, get an Oshiaga Booker on the show. Patrick, yeah. welcome to our home and welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Glad <laughs> to be here. Thanks for being here. Um, so, obvious, like I have a million questions, I guess. Like some of them festival related, some of them like you related. Like we okay. were talking before the show started that even prior to you like working at Avenco, you were already working at uh, like a record factory. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So you've been like, how long have you been in the music industry or music adjacent or, or like I assume this is a journey it's cer- <laughs> it, it, it's certainly a journey uh, first of all thank you for having me I'm glad to be here and awesome. uh, this is a you know I li- love talking music and love mm-hmm. talking about the festival mm-hmm. awesome. uh, so like I guess when uh, so I grew up in Toronto and moved to Montreal when I was like 15 16 something like that so someone made a wise decision yeah well my I mean my parents um, my dad is French, and he was working for a company that had wanted to expand into Montreal, and, and he was one of the only employees that spoke French, and he was, a, he was a VP at the time, so it made sense. But then the second he moved here with that company, the whole thing exploded, and then he ended up just moving back to Toronto. Oh, no. but, that's, uh, but then I, I went back for a minute, but then came back. Um, and then, yeah, so, so when I was in school... Uh, I went to Centennial Academy, shout out okay. Centennial Academy, um, <laughs> when it was NDG. Um, I'd always kind of been obsessed with music. My okay. parents, it's funny because my parents are not music people whatsoever. I think they had seven Beatles records, <laughs> two Rolling Stones records, and that's it. There was never music in the house. There was never like, uh, you know, like never going to concerts or anything like that. And yeah. I just, I kind of started growing up on like CFTR radio in Toronto and like listening to like, you know, in my bed, like it was like like with my headphones on, like and um, <laughs> not getting caught. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you know Duran Duran and like all this stuff. I, I just I, I became obsessed with it like really early in my life. Um, but I mean, you know, when you're that young, you, you have no idea what you're gonna do in life. And then when I moved to Montreal, I met a an, a guy at my school who was a couple years older than us, and then we ended up uh, forming a band. Uh, called uh, Slaves on Dope with uh, oh. Jason Rockman, yeah, of, yeah. Uh, yeah. formerly of Shom fame. Um, yeah. And yeah, by the by the time I was like 17, we were like touring Canada That's and amazing. like you know playing shows and like you know. And then after we got started, we uh, I kind of like started taking a lot of like the show booking stuff into mm-hmm. my like I was like call random calling like venues and like. You know Thunder Bay, Ontario, and like you know like Calgary and whatever. Yeah. And I booked this like you know cross Canada tour that we did, country. and like you know like <laughs> in like '94, I believe that was, and and you know just kind of like it was it was like we're just throwing it to the wind, and like yeah. uh, that was actually around the time that I met Nick for the first time, I, like playing in the band. Like I was like still living at my parents' house. I was gonna say it also must have been so so different because it's just sort of like as soon as you said like '94, we've been, I've, I've 
was talking about this literally with a comedian like Alan Davies from the UK. Yeah. Like earlier today, where just the difference of like the '90s was in terms of like no TikTok, no social media, yeah. no Twitter. Like he was just sort of like just talking about comedy and, and music was the same thing. You're like, oh, you see like a poster for a show. And that's all the information you're going to get yeah. <laughs> about the show. 100%. You know, you have no way to like, listen yeah. to any of the bands. Or the, no or the rags, know, like, like, you know, the mirror or the hour or yeah, something yeah. like that. You know, you'd see the listings and maybe you'd yeah, get a it. shout out in Mark LaPage's column on yeah. the Saturday <laughs> or whatever. Like, no, it was, it was bare bones back then. Like, and, you know, I was sending tapes. Yeah, you know, we, we had like, you know, pressed our black and white tape and I was like sending them in the mail and who knows if they yeah, actually got there or whatever. To, to like, anywhere. Whereas now you're just amazing. sort of like, here's a digital copy. Of yeah, yeah. My it's entire discography. It's fine. You can just figure out if you like any yeah. of it. Yeah. So, I mean, that was kind of like the, the, the beginning for sure. And then... Um, I have to stop you though. Like yeah. when, what, what, what were you playing? I was playing bass. Okay. I, I, I had a stage name back then. It was, what was but it? But, I mean, you wouldn't be able to find it. This is so pre-internet. That I don't know, man. You won't be able to man. find it's any of this stuff. It's talking about, like, 94 in their Wikipedia yeah, right now. Yeah, well. Because my friend is uh, the drummer now. Okay. Well, yeah, it would. Peter? Probably. Uh, pff, okay. I, I, like, I know, I know Jason. I know Kevin. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it was. So, uh, I'm trying to find a photo of you. <laughs> <laughs> if you really want, I can, I can send you one later. But, uh me and my bad know, religion you know. hoodie and dyed blonde <laughs> hair, you know, oh. but, uh, I'm just trying to see, you know, like yeah, how yeah. to tell us it's the nineties without telling us. It's the 90s. It, well, yes, yeah, <laughs> I can, I can definitely do that. <laughs> um, yeah, like after, like the, that was short lived. Like yeah. I was in the bit, like the thing is when you start a band with friends from high school, you know, it's like, it, it, it was like, for me, it was like, like, I realized that like musically we did not get along whatsoever. Like yeah, I yeah, shortly yeah. kind of after, um, you know, started like deep diving into like the, you know, the jawbreakers of the world and stuff like that. Then it was like, oh yeah, we're kind of playing poser music. This kind of sucks. You know, <laughs> and we're like opening for the tea party and like we opened for extreme at uh, <laughs> Metropolis one time. Anyway, like I just like. One day I was like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. You know? And okay, then w with no plan, you know, just like, I, I mean, I was probably still living at home at the time. So, uh, but at the same time, I was also uh, Greenland, which was the company that right. uh, Farkas and Padge Williams yeah. and Dan Webster and Nancy had started. Uh, they were like booking all the great bands. Yeah. And like, I was like, uh, Orion, my good friend who uh, played in Shades of Culture, still does, I guess they're still around. Um, cool. you know, so like we had a skate ramp in the backyard and I ended up living there for a while. And like, I would just be like, I would go to the Greenland office like every day and just kind of like hang out and hopefully there'd be like a gig or like, you know, <laughs> like I'd like, you know, like, Oh, take these uh, flyers to whatever. I was like, sure. I was just like, I just wanted to like yeah. soak up it, as yeah. much as possible. Um, so like, oh, hand it to Pat. He'll do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah man, sure, whatever. Like, hey, eat this garbage. Sure, oh, you no. know. Like, <laughs> but um, would, you made flyers and hand it out. You didn't say eat garbage. They're just well, like, yeah, yeah. But, they, but, were you bullied? I wouldn't say that. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't say that. No, no, no. This I is definitely a safe space. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I definitely, like, I was probably made fun of a lot, but yeah, I definitely was not, I yeah, wouldn't I'm call sure it like bullied. Some light, like, it's camaraderie. You're like exactly. a new guy. Exactly. Well, I mean, and those guys, like, like especially Nick and Padge, like, they were from that kind of old school punk rock scene that, like, you know, it was like your showing affection was making fun of yeah, you, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. that kind yeah. of thing. So, um, 
but it was it was such a great just like place to be and like you know absorb and whatnot and like and from there uh the the company the cargo records i worked at for a couple mm. of years in the warehouse which was kind of like the epicenter of like a bunch of stuff like like sean who runs uh what, i always forget the name of his um record store on colonial i want to say sound central is it sound central i think it's sound central sound uh right. you know he was working there and also playing in blood sausage which is like a classic montreal band mike mcgee who started stomp records mm-hmm. was working there yeah. gary who started alienate we were all working in the in the warehouse because it was like i guess the, the cool place where anglo <laughs> where anglos yeah. worked um <laughs> and and just like discovering so much music because it was like all like the you know, Matador and Revelation Records and like, you know, every week there'd be like new music. So it was just like a a total like, like cesspool for lack of a better term of like discovery all the time. So you had to work at a record store or at a record factory in order to like get the the new. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, it was, it was like, it was such a time, but I mean, and it feels like it was 10 years, but it really was like three years or something like that. Yeah. I feel there's like a certain, like I said, you're a little bit older than me. I'm not going to drop a million ages, but it was like, as soon as you mentioned Stomper, I was like, cause then I, my high school music was like punk and ska. Like that was right. Sure. Like what I was just into. And just like you, you discover like a couple of ska bands and then you discover Stomp and then you just recognize that suddenly they're like, the biggest Canadian ska label yeah. and there's just bands forever, you yeah. know, like, and you're just Absolutely. like, and, yeah. and especially like at that time, like late, late nineties, early two thousands, like cause I, I graduated high school in 2000. So like, yeah, like, like 97, 98, 99, it was like, I grew up in the suburbs and it was like, can we find a way to get into town as often as possible yep. to just watch these, like watch the Kingpins, like watch, uh, King P- like and, and you'd get oh, there yeah. for the opening acts because you just wanted to well, see yeah, exactly. like, you'd be what like else five was bands happening. For, like for ten dollars, yeah, exactly. At Jailhouse Rock band. Cafe, amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah you know. Jailhouse is weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, oh man, Jailhouse brings you back. Yeah, that that was a great spot. It was. It, it was yeah, that the, is the, the, before my time. Yeah. The two spots that like so here. This is a question. I was like, all time, like men, venues, Montreal venues lost the time for me. I would say. JLS is definitely one, and the other one is uh, the Rainbow Room. Like, really? I love – it was so – It was in our backyard. Like, yeah, we, we yeah, lived, yeah. like, was, you know – It was just so weird to just, like, cross the bridge, go above the car mechanic. Yeah. And then just have, like, a six-inch stage off the ground. Like, yeah. Rainbow was, like, I was, like – it just, like, didn't – and that it wasn't on a major strip. It wasn't near anything. Yeah. You're, like, get off at Vendome. Cross the decay. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, I mean, like, because, like, we literally lived right there. We, yeah. Our our house was the back, like, the first house in the back of Rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, we would just like the bands would all stay there. Like, yeah, I remember yeah. when like AFI played there. Like, homie, like the singer was like doing his like goth makeup in the bathroom. <laughs> you see him, like, you know, I mean, this is all stuff that that's you're amazing. like, oh, that's weird. But like, think about you know seeing like Public Enemy at at Rainbow, sick of it all. Like, like so many shows just like it's funny to think in retrospect it's like wow that was a crazy time for yeah, yeah, show yeah. like like obviously pre you know like i mean live music wasn't what it is now back then you know like it was a just kind of a a bit of a you know like well, a it, it was it was there was something weird about before the internet because like unless you were into a music scene like you said other than like the listings 
there was no way to know a band was even like coming. Yeah. You know, so if it wasn't like a band playing the Bell Center who's going to have like radio ads, you would have to like look somewhere to yeah. even know even if you listen to music all the time, how you how do you know less than Jake is playing on Friday? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're like you unless you're somehow hooked into the scene, they're, they're, like it's not going to be listed in the gazette you know like no, it, no, no, it's kind sure. of like but you're you like it's like, like there was there was the, the venue call- thing right like if rainbow room all like had amazing shows you would be like what am i going to do this weekend let's just go to the rainbow sure room see what's there no but then so you'd go and it'd be like you know a nine piece shit. like jamaican like <laughs> yeah, you know funk yeah, yeah, band yeah. or something like that yeah and it would be like n- there wouldn't be any you know 10-foot pole t-shirts there, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just that's like it. You're like, sometimes it was punk as hell. Sometimes yeah, it sometimes not. it was not. <laughs> and those guys were so cool. Like, 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 Wani and those guys, like, they just, like, they just loved having, like, especially Padge. Like, Padge was the guy, the glue guy for that. Like, he, I mean, he's obviously still around. He still works our shows, mm. still goes on tour, still, you know, saw him the other night at Foo Fighters, good friends with Dave Grohl. Mm. Actually, Nick and Padge years ago, I don't know exactly the story, but they were driving out west for something and Dave was on tour, but he was like, oh, I'll just stay at my mom's house in West Virginia. And they like stayed <laughs> at Dave's mom's house, you know, overnight while they were like, yeah, you know, yeah. like patching, patchworking their way out west. That's amazing. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I guess I'll, I'll kind of zip through the rest. But <laughs> after that, like it was, a. Uh, um, I actually quit the music industry for a little bit. Like I kind of like love graphic design and I went back to school for graphic design for a little bit. Thought I was going to get out of the music industry just because I couldn't find a job that paid me more than like $25,000 a year or something like that. Um, (laughs) Well, that's, yeah, I was going to say that that's our, the, the reverse of, if you know, John, John Hatz from, uh, Oh yeah. Well, I used to, I worked at neon. Yeah. yeah, There you go. So yeah, yeah. John Hatz is is a very good friend of ours or whatever. Mm -hmm. Where John, John does that too, where he's like, Every now and then, when money gets tight, he's like, "I'll take on some graphic design." Yeah, well, well, it was <laughs> it was it was around that time that yeah, I was yeah, doing yeah. some stuff with like some work for John and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought I was out. I was like, "This, you know, I love music, but it's just not showing me any love at all." And then um, went to school, and then when I graduated, uh, like got a gig. Like it was like I got this gig in the like up at Chabanel, like in the fashion industry, and like it was paying me like crazy money. But every day I want I went to work and I just want to shoot myself in the face and I was like <laughs> I can't I, I cannot <laughs> I cannot do this and then I got a call from my friend Lenny who was working at the Donald K Donald office and Donald had recently sold his concert empire to Universal uh, Concerts which ended up being House of Blues then it ended up being Gillette and then it ended up being Avenco so I mean. Uh, he and he was just solely concentrating on the the label side. So he had Aquarius with, with April Wine and Sum Forty One. He had Taka, which was like his French label with like Dumas and France de Moore and stuff. And uh, he was trying to branch out. He had just started the Last Gang Records with Metric and Death from Above. And he had also just recently done a joint venture with Jeffrey Remedios from Arts and Crafts to put out the Stars record. So this is 2004. I'm like I'm totally like right now. I'm trying to make this cool. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm rambling. Yeah. I'm rambling here, it's but uh, no, it's good. That's so I'm drooling uh, out of jealousy, being like, oh, I, all these bands. <laughs> <laughs> but so, um, so I was in the DKD office, just literally doing all their like ads and you know whatever. Some gra- like if you look up. Uh, 
it, like on whatever it is. Like, reaching for the phone. What's the, what's the <laughs> de- if you had discogs, like I've done yeah. like graphics for like, you know, Death Row Above and Frost the Moor and like, you know, a laundry list of like, you know, stuff. But like it also like I met Jeffrey at that time and we got along really well. And so like he was like, why don't you come and like help manage stars and mm-hmm. a couple of bands with me? So I was like, okay. And that was kind of like, you know, I was like, kind of felt like I was back in the music industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like awesome. making a little bit of money and like working in the DKD office was great. Cause it was like, there was so much going on. Um, and then that kind of ran its course in around 2011. And then I started working for, well, John actually pulled me aside. and was like, you know, Hey, you should come, you should come work for me. I need a guy who knows something other than, you know, dance music kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Like, well, I was going to say, especially 2011 was really when he was starting to make it a business. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, <laughs> so like, I kind of, I credit him for like, kind of like making me, uh, uh, you know, kind of bringing me into the the live scene because, you know, he was like, I see this is a good job, like good job for you. And I'm like, okay. So we tried it. Went great. You know, I was there until about 2016. Then they fired me and I still don't understand why. But anyway, that's a, that's a story for another day. <laughs> and then, but like literally the stars aligned and like, you know, three weeks later I was working at Avenco. So it was like, you it's know, meant to be kind of where you know <laughs> i've known nick since i was like 17 and i kind of like part of me just wishes like 20 years ago i just <laughs> got up there like hey hire me you know yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. but anyway so like we get we get to cut out some of this bullshit in the middle yeah i didn't have to be in the fashion industry yeah like yeah. all this yeah all exactly this exactly <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. so but you like learned a lot of other shit you know? well that's the that thing you can right? bring back like that's what made you probably a little more desirable it's a it's a journey life yeah. is a journey as but, they say um when you're managing the stars were you also like doing their designs I did a bunch of yeah, like I did like their uh, album art was amazing. Like the stars, I was I was obsessed with them. Okay. In college, I would literally like, you know, like MP3 players and sure. like, yeah. So I would always I had like a double. I think it was a double CD of, like. I just like put it into like a CD case of just the stars, and I'd be like, all right, cool, let me play this at like the seventh floor at Dawson right. for everyone or at the radio station at Dawson too um, when I was hanging out there and on my MP3 player. So I was just listening <laughs> them constantly and um, yeah, I was a little obsessed. Okay. Not not a lot, you know, just a little. Just a little, just, just a, a touch. Little. Just a touch. Just a touch. Well, they, yeah, I mean. Just a touch that, I, you know, you only had the stars on everything. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> like they, so the, uh, in our bedroom record was oh, hold on, um, hold on. <laughs> like so that <laughs> whole thing was, that, I mean we'll like like I'm like you know the, they're still very good friends of mine and like you know but they like that was a bit of a moment <laughs> for them they had gone out to Vancouver to Brian Adams studio yeah. to record it I remember going out to see them in the session and there was a lot of wine bottles around <laughs> and it was like you know it's just like it was one of those like you know really kind of like in retrospect, probably they would have done the record differently now. But anyway, it's it's like it, like we still talk about this to this day. And because like so, I did the artwork. I mean, I didn't like the, it was Torque's brother that designed the album, but like yeah. I had like kind of brought it together for them and yeah. like the layouts. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, that was That's that was awesome. uh, long. That yeah, was a long time ago. 
But anyway, so yeah, that was. No, uh, it wasn't. Yeah, it, it, was wasn't, like, it wasn't that. It was long a couple ago. years ago. Oh, I don't okay. know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, there's like it's. I mean, I find especially. I don't know if you ever do this, but it's like. <laughs> being a music fan is difficult because like you end up sort of like remembering songs attached to certain times and then yeah. you're just yeah. sort of like, like Sarah and I always play the game of like when do you think this came out right. I hate you that you know and, and like no you always play that to me <laughs> exactly. and I'm like stop it's it just, and she's like she's like this song isn't that old I'm like oh it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it like I, like I think the, the one show that really like sticks out in my mind from high school is we saw it was like it, what now would be like basically a triple bill but was like technically it was like the distillers then AFI, then Rancid. And that was yeah. uh, maybe Spectrum? Maybe? Yeah, maybe. I think, I yeah. think that. that I, I, I know I was there. I just yeah, can't yeah, yeah exactly that's it. But I'm trying to think of like, like the venue. And I was like, I don't think it's a venue that exists anymore because it was like longer. It wasn't as wide as right. Metropolis. Yeah. So in maybe Spectrum. And it wasn't like wide like the way Medley was. So it right. was like, I think Spectrum is where it was. Yeah. But yeah, but that's it. Like a, as, a, as a kid who was into punk, that was like. Oh yeah, like you get there and you line up because like yeah. you don't want to miss the distillers. <laughs> you of course, know, you know, like you're like she dates the guy from Rancid, <laughs> <laughs> like and you're just like <laughs> you're just freaking out. But yeah. yeah, I was like, and like just the concept of like, oh yeah, I was like in the pit, like from like the first chord to like the last like yeah. drum crash. You know, like I, w- I can't even imagine doing that nowadays. No, like, but. I have I have a special thing that I need to do for our guests. You're cracking a wine? I don't think it has the same. Wait, hold on. Hang on. <sighs> the other, I think, yeah, the last time. Sorry. That was good. That was good. I, think I, that like, pl- I love the sound. I think that played. I think I, that oh, 100%. Loud, yeah. All like, yeah, of the, yeah, the yeah, stuff I sure, do like plays. That. Unless it's like very quiet, then I go. <laughs> 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 I, I vividly remember the last time, like the last time I was in an actual mosh pit. I just okay. I just thought of it uh, was the Me Mom reunion tour at Club Soda. Yeah, yeah they did the three nights or four nights. I yeah, remember they kept adding yeah. they kept adding nights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was your last mosh pit. The last like real mosh pit that I was like moshing in. Like I've been in pits like with like okay. like I like like Turnstile last year had a mosh pit but i wasn't like going in like you're like mosh adjacent yeah yeah i was more like i was more like i'm handling myself in the mosh pit i'm mm. not i'm not pushing and shoving and whatever else like gotcha. i'm just like i will get close enough and just i'll deal with the pit have a have a couple shoves and sure and, and own my space make sure the dog doesn't kill yeah, the well, yeah i was just gonna say like we're still so good we're still why good. are we're still you so disruptive but yeah that was the li- like i was like my buddy and I, we were sitting there, we were watching the entire show, and then, like, they, they came up for the encore, and we were just, like, we had seen Mom like, Mom when we talked about just the different era of, like, they used to play shows on the regular, like, every oh, week, almost. Like, like, it yeah, was just, yeah, like, yeah. like, we had seen them, like, dozens of times, and we were, like, oh, this, and so far has been, we were, like, oh, this could easily be the last time we'll ever get to, like, mosh to me, mom and Morgan Tyler. Like, right. So we're like, yeah, let's, let's fucking go. And like, and like two, three songs that I was so winded. Like, I was just like, I'm like, thank God it was only the encore. Like, I can't imagine that. <laughs> I used to do this for like a full show plus opener, just being like dying of sweat. Like, yeah. oh man. That, when was the last time you were in a mosh pit? <laughs> that was, you know, <laughs> the lead into that question. I mean, like. Were you a mosher? I wasn't a real big mosher. No, like I definitely, um, you know, so, I mean, the last real recollection I have of being in a mosh pit, and it wasn't even a mosh pit. So, 
I mean, I was super young. Like we went like this is I. What year was that? Like yeah, we, we, like we talked about the Meemaw uh, reunion. Like it was recent. That was easily like ten, fifteen years. Well, yeah, that was like <laughs> the, like two thousand ten. Yeah, maybe like something, <laughs> something like that. Like, like that, yeah. yeah. Um, I just have this like so. Fuck. I mean, like this is like you know nineteen or yeah. Was it no? It was ninety five, maybe ninety four. Like when um, the Neil Young tour with Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, and Blues Traveler. Oh, um, oh, wow. They played the C and E in Toronto, and so a buddy of mine, we drove down, and we went to the show. We were like literally like in the pit, like the whole show, mm-hmm. like literally the whole show. Like I hate Blues Traveler, so I just play, I probably had my back to them the whole time. <laughs> but then Soundgarden on, I was just right. you know in the pit the whole show. And then we were getting in the car, we we're driving home because Pearl Jam were playing Verdun Auditorium the next night so we drove directly to Verdun Auditorium and got in line to be front row for Pearl Jam Mm -hmm. and the Doughboys opened shout out the Doughboys (laughs) Um, but so I remember getting in finally like sleeping like outside like we were like third in line or something like that uh, getting in and being That's like so fucking on crazy the, that you like had to yeah. line up like that. Lining up is like I don't think it happens anymore. Like we were. Oh no, it does all the time. Like like because uh, our office is at the Bell Center. Yeah. So we see like when I'm going for lunch or something like that. You'll see like for anything for like Lizzo for That's like crazy. whatever. There's like a hundred. Like, I guess. Kids I guess. Like, I there guess. are a lot of people that do line up early though. Yeah, right? absolutely. I do, but I guess I work the night before. From there. Like, yeah. Night before, I never yeah, noticed. That's yeah. Like, yeah. like yeah. I mean, okay, I'm gonna like, keep an eye on that. Because we like <laughs> we were we were lucky enough to score tickets to like the Foo Fighters show at Verdun Auditorium. Yeah. And I was like, we got there at six forty-five. I just six, checked. Six forty-five, and we were like, okay, that's like it's forty-five minutes before Lay Shirley are yeah. gonna start. I'm like, we just walked straight in, like. Yeah. yeah, that was crazy. I was like, where's you the know, line? And, like, and we walked straight <laughs> in and we basically walked right up to the stage. Yeah. And I was like, but again, it was only, like I said, 3,600 people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever it is. But at, So, I mean, I guess at the Bell Center, the floor is bigger. So, if you do want to get closer. And it's obviously like a lot of these acts are a younger crowd. So, it's like, you know, you, yeah. you want to be close or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's know. it. Like the, 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 yeah, the age of, like, I know just I mean you're here talking about Oceaga in a roundabout way we're talking about music <laughs> but like like the people who get there and like park the like park the rail kind yeah. of thing like it, it blows my mind like you're just yeah. like you're like I'm gonna st- stand here for so, eight hours so well like just to finish the story like like that's what I did for Pearl Jam and I was so exhausted from the show before the moshing all yeah. night at the Neil Young show yeah. then driving and then going like when the Doughboys were playing, they had to pull me out. Yeah. Like I was like so <laughs> exhausted. Like I didn't pass out, but like like That's they had to crazy. pull me out and then just plot me in the stands. <laughs> and I actually got like a great say. I was like watched Pearl Jam from yeah. the side of the stage and it was amazing. That's fucking um, amazing. Also, uh, there's a great photo of my friend Cam and I at Lollapalooza '93 where we got there super early and we were front row. Uh, and then I guess like the f- Toronto Star photographer or whatever, like I was still in the pit. I, like I think I lasted like who was on that bill? It was like, uh, God, like maybe Front Two Four Two, like Babes in Toyland, maybe like it was uh, anyway. Like like uh, lasted like maybe three acts, but then the the star photographer took a photo of the two of us, and we we're like just drenched in like water and sweat. It was like, and I forget what the what the the headline is i'll send it to you but it's like <laughs> it's really funny just like seeing us like 
like, getting hosed and yeah, like, yeah. you know whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I used to I used to do that. Uh, for me, I was I always remember like we talked about like again, raised religious, very strict mother and stuff like. Coming coming home from any show was like always a bit of a like I swear mom's not so bad. Mm-hmm. But like I also vividly remember almost every summer coming home from warp tour where oh, she's yeah. like she's like, What were you doing? 'Cause you're you're just like caked yeah. in dirt. <laughs> like yeah. you know, and she's like, yeah. This was fun to you? And I'm like, Yeah, mom was the best. And like because like warp tour was like, listen up modern festival goers. <laughs> yeah, Warp Tour was fucking dirty. Like you you don't know how good you have it cuz like like Warp Tour was like not enough water. Every band is playing like a 30 minute set. So people were like, "Oh, so and so only got booked for 45 minutes." You're like, "Like I don't like a long set at Warp Tour was an hour." Oh, yeah. Right? Like there's a like, headliner yeah, set. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like yeah. like a major headliner would get an hour spot. Like well, some of these bands are playing 30 minutes, some of them are playing 20 minutes. Yeah. Like and it was just like I said no water, just punks and kids, and it was just like those were. I mean, they were super fun, but like I could not imagine doing that as any kind of an adult. Well, it's funny that <laughs> like, you mentioned it because I so like I'm a massive, massive Jawbreaker fan, like one of my top five yeah. bands. And nice. so when they announced the reunion at, at Riot Fest in Chicago, yeah, like just had to be there. Like went and was just blown away. I mean, like, you know, they do a good job of what they do, right? Yeah. But, yeah. like, it was, like, very punk rock. It was yeah. very Warped Tour. It was very, like, that, like, no screens. Yeah, Like, yeah, just yeah. kind of, like, you know, very kind of ghetto, like, little security in a super ghetto part of town. Like, there's, like, <laughs> like I... Like, it's called Riot Fest, guys. It's yeah, not yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, no, no. no. Like, don't, don't, walk, don't yeah. walk out and walk five blocks to the right because yeah. you <laughs> never know what will happen. Like, it's that bad. But, like, uh, yeah, I was, like, it definitely brought me back to the Warped Tour days. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, yeah, no, yeah, Warped Tour was something else. I'm, like, I just, I'm, they're just cleaning. I like, v- vivid memories. I was yeah. cleaning your ears out. Yeah. You're just, well, like, for days. Work, I, for days and days. You're, like, mm-hmm. I used to do garbage cleanup to get free concert. T- um, when I was in high school, I would clean up all the events at Park John Depot. Well, funny. So, uh, that's, that, that's, like my into the festivals i was <laughs> right. like i was like i don't have fucking money i'm like broke as shit i'm gonna go watch some free shit pick up some garbage and all your cigarette butts and well, do it overnight who cares the um the first warp tour in montreal at blue bonnets oh yeah um, i was working technically for greenland at the time Bonnet, this blue bonnet is okay yeah, it's no like, it doesn't no, exist. It's like, no, no it's like no but it's, no, it's not it's even it's anything it's like yeah exactly it's, it's not even like, like, my dad was very upset that that concert happened oh yeah blue because Bonnet. there was no racing that weekend <laughs> right <laughs> nothing to g- <laughs> yeah 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 i do rem- <laughs> i do remember that Warped Tour, like, uh, you took me back yeah like because yeah, because I was like they were you like in my mind my memory they were at Jean Drapeau. yeah but, but there was the first one was there so so um, I That's guess, so funny. I uh, you know, like, like those guys, like Farkas and everyone was like, you know, it might've been the first big outdoor thing that they were involved with. I mean, DKD was involved and whatnot, but like it we went, th- we went back the next day, like a crew of like 20 of us that were all like, you know, kind of semi living together and whatever. Like, you guys were going all, back like, the next day? We had to go back cause they weren't. <laughs> they weren't happy with the site cleanup. Oh, so okay. we all went with like, you know, big industrial garbage bags and there's, there's like Nick is like shoveling like, <laughs> like, like garbage and we're like onto a cardboard box. And we're like, 
it was it was you know it was, yeah. it was a time back then like it was a, there was a lot of like you know like like obviously i wasn't on the front lines as much back then but it was it was definitely like there was a lot of times where it was us doing stuff. Yeah. You know, I wonder like, if you had to redo any of the shows that I worked at. <laughs> Sarah, it was we just said Sarah was cleaning up after work tour, and she was just being lazy. She wasn't cleaning up. I was no, say the, no, the no, first no. But I did like a lot of festivals. Like everything that was at Park Jodhpur yeah. Pole for like three summers, I did them. I'll say the first thing that you also couldn't get in if you weren't really working at my age mm-hmm. for some of the concerts. Yeah, okay, because you were a little, you were a kid. Yeah. So all, all <laughs> but you know, child labor was fine. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But all of, like I don't know what it was. I mean, like one of my teacher like knew somebody and they made a deal. We used to sleep like on the mountain part where the trees are <laughs> in front of the stage. Wow. Just take a nap. Yeah, we used to take like three hour naps. Like, oh, okay, the concert's over because you clean from like eleven to like two a.m. and then you can't see shit anymore. Mm-hmm. And then you sleep until four four thirty when the sun comes up. And the metro starts. Wow. wow. And then you clean. No, you clean up for until yeah. eight a.m. You pick up every fucking cigarette butt or else you don't get your money. (laughs) (laughs) I grew up in LaSalle. (laughs) I grew up in LaSalle. My teachers were real. (laughs) I was going to say the first first Montreal festival event that started to feel like an Oceaga was Somersault was 99. I want to say yeah, 90, about that. Yeah, yeah maybe 2000, or maybe I, I don't know. Like I like, was still in high school and I grad, so it might have been 2000, right? 99 or 2000, I think. That was started to be like, oh, these are like almost like just the fact that like your your three headliners were Our Lady Peace, Foo Fighters, Smashing Pumpkins, which would even today be like a yeah blow your mind wire for sure. Like like you, if, if you were to book that today, that would basically be your three headliners for the day, almost. You know, like yeah, I don't know if I, I mean not maybe our not Lady our Lady Peace, but, but like yeah, but like Foo Fighters and Smashing Pumpkins. It, sure, you could you could book a festival around those, Absolutely. and then Our Lady Peace would still be like up there. Yeah, depending on if I it was a '90s themed festival, then yeah, those, are, like, your, those are your headliners, <laughs> no doubt. But yeah, that's it. Early Original line of Smashing Pumpkins, 90s, then yeah, yeah, maybe we're talking you know, like. <laughs> But either way, but it was like, okay, that started, like, even as a, like, concert festival goer or whatever, I was like, oh, this is, this is for grown-ups, you know? Like, because, right. like, like Warped Tour felt, I mean, like, was marketed to kids and, like, felt like it was a shit show, but you didn't care because you were a kid. Like, yeah. other, like, the only people there who were, like, older than 25 were just, like, crust punks, you know? Like, there was, like, very few. Yeah, because they'd have, like, GBH or one of those bands playing. Like, it just, yeah. <laughs> it just tossed in for, like, you know, like, hey, it's not just pop punk. We also have, yeah, we'd, 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 you know, like, genetic control or, I don't know, something like yeah, that. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. Like, they'd throw yeah. in some, like, kind of, like, nostalgia punk band or whatever, and that would be it. But, yeah, like, Somersault, I think, was the first one. We talked about this when we had Nick on last year. Uh, how you guys, you mentioned also earlier, Lollapalooza, like, where does the Montreal can do a, at the beginning two now three day festival like enter? I know you came in a little bit later, but since you were friends with Nick, well, and I also, mean, like when does it enter? Like they're like, hey, we can host this festival, we can make this festival, and as if you are listening to the show and you're like a big festival fan, make it last, right? Because there was like I think a boom of big two three day festivals, like everybody had them, and now we're seeing it drop yeah. off. But Oceaga's still. 
hanging so out, right? Like, well, I mean, like, like, so I've been to every day of every Oceaga, yeah. even though, even before my time, like, mm-hmm. I just, you know, like, we miss was, out. you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, hey, well, I mean, my wife missed one after we had the kid, you know, like, eh, Whoa, you know, life Twitter. happens. You, Whoa, know? <laughs> you have a kid and now you can't go to a festival. Oh, man. Well, anyway, <laughs> I'm joking. Like, we I hope she doesn't hear that. <laughs> but anyway, um, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. But it, we like, didn't go because we're just broke. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, we had well, a couple. Shit happens. Life happens. It, it, it we even does. yeah we even did the 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 the, the sit near the festival mm. <laughs> like that little that that bar that it, I don't think I think it's now actually it's gone closer to the site even it is yeah yeah, yeah. it might even be past yeah, the gates it's not where it was it's gone where it was you know, kind of where it was but now that the concrete now that the anyway, amphitheater whatever. is there it's kind of but yeah, yeah but like you could you could basically hear main stage from that bar yeah absolutely so like we would just sit there and just chill and have drinks right and just listen to main stage for yeah, like an afternoon for that one yeah that one afternoon where you're just like I, I regret every life decision that yeah, made we me were not just go to Oshiaga this year. <laughs> just completely well, broke and like whatever else. Well, yeah. back then, like, so when Oshiaga started, um, I was at Arts and Crafts. So, okay. you know, being in the Canadian music scene, um, it, you know, it was definitely, a, like, I'm trying to remember that I think there was um, the Vancouver, like, or like Whistler, like festival. I forget what the, what it was called, but like, you know, there was a couple festivals, yeah. um, but there was also like a very big, like, um, I don't know if you know the Hillside Festival in Guelph. It's kind of like more of like a community, like run, like five, 6,000 people, yeah. um, you know, and those are the types of things that like, you know, social scene and the Constantines and stars and like yeah. all these bands, that's what they cut their teeth on. And I remember in 2005 when Arcade Fire, who had played Hillside the year before as like an unknown band on like yeah. the C stage, had blown up in like one second. And then they came back and played um, Guelph that year and they couldn't handle it. Like it was like, it was the infrastructure. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But like, I think that that was around the time. And then like the year after Oshiaga started. I was going to say, Oshiaga like started 2006, six, right? Six, yeah. So. Because that was my first year of college. Okay. <laughs> I'm on sugar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you want to know something that was fucking amazing and how it was marketed is that they actually worked with the colleges. And that's how I knew about Oshiaga. And, like, all of us just bought tickets. We're like, what the fuck is this? I don't care. Let's go. Yeah, they go. had, like, do- there were, like, Dawson student prices. Right. At the, like, because, like, were, the student council was like, we have, if you're a Dawson student, you can They're get. They're like, hey, you like, and, like music? And I, and I don't even, like, how much were tickets to the first year? I don't it remember was, they were it that. Was, it I was, mean, it was, I think it was, like, $90 for, for the two, two days, days maybe. And then I think, like, and I think, yeah. and it was if I were, nothing. There was the a Dawson special for one day. The Dawson thing, thing was maybe. The first day. And I swear to God, I wish I had the ticket <laughs> because the I asked my best friend who we went together with and he was like, I'm pretty sure it was twelve ninety nine. And I was like, no fucking way it was twelve ninety nine. Right. Uh, no, I think it could have been. I think I think they weren't selling be- tickets, so it could have been twelve ninety nine. But like, that's what I'm saying. I think that I think the student price was literally twenty five bucks like, for the weekend. We went every fucking year since and we didn't care that it, like we were just like, let's take all my money. Mm-hmm. Take all until the time that we had no money and we're like we have no more money so you can't take my money <laughs> and then take my money again yeah right no, uh, I mean, like, like it was it, so amazing it was yeah. it was such a life-changing experience because it was like nothing i had in montreal like i worked the other fucking festivals right but it wasn't the same vibe well yeah. it's also like a different vibe yeah it's also that thing that we you 
we talked about a little bit earlier where you said, oh, you're like all over the map in terms of like, oh, I'm listening to like a hip hop act. I'm listening to Molly Crew. Like there are not like a lot of music festivals, I think especially like up, like building up to that time. We just talked about Warp Tour. Yeah. Talked about Ride Fest. Yep. Like they're, they're genre specific. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know where you're like, this is the punk rock music festival. Yeah. Whereas if you're looking at something like Oceaga, you can kind of like, as a booker also, you can kind of go all over the map. Like, well, I mean, I, th- I think, you know, like Lollapalooza, even in 91, you know, set the blueprint for that. Where yeah. it was like, you know, one day touring festival where they had like Jane's Addiction, Ice Cube, yeah. Susie and the Banshees, Living Color, like, a, like Nine Inch Nails. Like when you look back at those lineups, you're like, that's exactly what we're trying to do right yeah, now. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe like more le- more DJ kind of EDM stuff sprinkled yeah. in there but yeah. like you know like that's kind of like but they also had that on the side stage too so i mean in a lot of ways you know those like first couple Lollapalooza lineups were the blueprint for mm. the the new Lollapalooza the Coachellas yeah. the Uses mm-hmm. the whoever like so i mean it, just like it's it's for music fans. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's, that's it. You know. That's really the difference, and I, yeah. that, that's what I really liked about it. Because like, even when I worked at all the other festivals, I I like didn't really care. I wanted to see like one or two bands. Right. So that that was the shift that I wouldn't take or would take <laughs> quotations I was doing. By picking okay, up. Okay, so the statute of limitations is okay. Way, no one, yeah. you know. Or the shoes that I Sounds like I didn't pick up any None garbage. None of your old bosses are listening. Was, I'm was, sure it's fine. The whole like, thing was a know. hustle. I didn't pick yeah. up any trash ever. I would like. I take left up it for one, Pat and yeah, Nick to pick up. I'd be up. like, oh no, this garbage bag is too heavy. Let me like <laughs> take 30 minutes to take it out and bring it to the other thing. But anyway, it was just like it wasn't as like inclusive as I find Oshiaga. And that's where I thought it was such a life-changing like scene. Right. Because it felt like when I would go out in Montreal, like you can go out and there and like some venues would just like they would have different nights and you can like, you know, explore those smaller bands and then you go to Oshiaga and you're like, holy fuck. It's like that on like a larger scale. Yeah, I get to see like a variety of what I want to see but I don't know how else to do that. You know what I mean? It was really cool. It was just yeah. Like there be like there very, would be nights of like in my cool. ancient history of like being at a punk rock show and then going to stereo afterwards. Right. You know. And I was like, and I'm not saying that everybody from the punk show was going to stereo, but no. like, but I was. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I was yeah. like, oh, and that was like, yeah, that's fine. I'm like, is it a completely different vibe? Yeah. Am I like dressed inappropriately now? Yeah, sure I am. But like, I wasn't like. I'm going to go and loud listen to the EDM and whatever, you know, yeah. like it's, and that's, I think always been what's like pulled me into like the big festivals is I'm like, Oh yeah, I can just walk around and listen to music, yeah. which is, and not always being trapped in a genre. Although I will say this year, I think maybe you can correct me, but the whole, the whole lineup, it's a, it's a light rock year. I think like the, he- like it's, it, you it's, know, this is pup is basically, I think the most punk, I mean, I th- okay. I mean, definitely, it was a big conversation. Um, not having a rock headliner, but it right. also, you know, I think you know, a headliner outside. I'm just saying. No, like, no, no. I know. Yeah, I, there was, there was a Reddit like, thread where someone was like, "Other bands I can mosh to," and I was like, "Yeah, there's songs you can mosh to." I mean, <laughs> you know, that, like, that's the thing. It's, yeah. it, it's like you know, I think Nick alluded to that when he was on last year, where yeah. it's like, it's 
you know, the first thing you're dealing with is availability. Of course. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Who's touring, you know, who's nearby, like, who like, do we have? And, like, there were a few rock options that we had, mm-hmm. but it was like, is that better than what we have? Like, I'm not sure. Like, yeah. can we, like, you know, like, like our our team, like, and, and I don't know if, I don't remember if Nick touched on this last year, but, like, we're different than a lot of festivals because we're – you know, a group of six people that sit in a room and, and beat each other up and like, just really try to like, you know, like come up with the best end product possible. And whereas a lot of these, you know, major festivals, talk talk to a label, book the label. And that's no, but there's, there's like one guy who's got like, you know, it's like, okay, here's my hip hop slot. Here's my rock slot. Here's my whatever. And and like, that's how they do it. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, we painstakingly go through, every scenario possible. Mm. And so it'll be like, okay, Rufus is available. Mm. Okay. That's great. I mean, like they were just here last year, but like, man, people love Rufus and that's a really strong headliner. And it'd be like, okay, so-and-so who can do a decent amount of tickets at the bell center or whatever is available. But, is that as exciting as that? Like, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and, you know, like then we'll all go home and then we'll all think about it. And then we'll all come back the next day and be like, you know what, this might be. So it's definitely in terms of like from the top down, it's a little lighter on the rock for sure. But yeah. that, I mean, I mean, I think it'll come back or whatever. Like, I mean, it depends on the year. That's, of it, course. that's what, that's yeah. what I'm saying is yeah. that it's, it's, it's a year by year thing. And like, you know, there might be a year we have two rock headliners, you know, yeah. like yeah. that, that just, might be the case like it just like we're i mean it's funny because this year um is likely going to be the first year since 2016 that we sell out but we're i so mean you heard, we're, if you, so if you are on the fence about getting a ticket get it's get, i mean tickets. it's a fucking ticket come on <laughs> i mean and i'm not just saying that as yeah. like a hey get your ticket now like yeah, it's yeah. like it really is like it's it might even sell out like a week before like yeah, it's yeah. it's on track for that but like you know like but i, I think it's not just like cuz i read the reddit like I, I'm on there like like I'm. I, it's, it's almost like I hate myself. Don't I'm read the on comments. There so yeah, like, I'm on there, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, like, like my whole team makes fun of me because like they'll be like, "Well, what's the Reddit saying, Pat? What's the Reddit saying?" Like, but you're like, "This is what they're fucking saying." Yeah, but like, I, <laughs> or I, this is what they're saying. Yeah, but I, it's I, it's wild though because I mean I think well, like, Nick alluded to it last year, and I think that it's obviously like this is not a not a. It's an endorsement of the festival, really. Is like the spot you want to be on, be in is where people are buying tickets to Oceaga, regardless of who you. Yeah. Book, right yeah. where you just sort of like I'm it's booking all about the vibe. because you're like, like I trust like, I trust the bookers. Yeah. Uh, I trust trust the, the event to be like well run. Yeah. I trust everything where I was like they're gonna put something together. It's gonna be a kick ass three days. And like yeah. that's really where you want to be. Then like there's like I guess the flip side of that is some people are like, well, how, why would you buy a ticket to a show you don't know the bands? I'm like, no. Well, because you've done 15, 16 years of putting together three yeah three days of music that's pretty good. I can be like Pat, you know what? Here you go. Take Here's my money. Yeah. <laughs> you know? well, like, it, like that's it. It's funny because because I'm now. Um, so now, like we we have, uh, for those who don't know, uh, we have a couple other festivals that we do on the same site mm-hmm. that's run by the same. So we have Il Sonic, which is our DJ EDM festival, and then we have a new festival that launched last year called Lasso. Mm-hmm. It's our country festival, and so Nick and I are and Audrey are like we're the the Lasso team, mm-hmm. and just seeing the amount of people that showed up last year that. I talked to her. They're like, yeah, I didn't know any of the bands. I just came because, like, you know, it was like 
country festival. I just yeah, wanted yeah. to come and like hang out outside and drink some beer and like and like I think that there is some of that with Oceaga, yeah. but like it's a bit more of an opinionated crowd. So it's like it is. I can see why, but I mean, like the thing I always pers- personally, I yeah. always think it's like this is this is my take again as someone who's on Reddit. Is it's like literally talking. He talk- reads also all of the Reddit posts. I read a lot of Reddit, just in general. <laughs> no, but for the yeah. Oceaga and also one, on the you Oceaga one, yeah, 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 yeah. Like it might as well be my homepage. Yeah. <laughs> like that's how that's how yeah, bad yeah. it is. Yeah. But yeah, Keith, Keith literally tells me. I'm like, they said this on Reddit. Did you know what happened on on Oceaga lineup yeah. today? I was like, oh, what but, discussion? Yeah, now? <laughs> but at the same time, as I was like, I do think like we had people over for dinner. I was talking about like you're looking at about what like let's say let's say forty thousand people a day, give or take. Sure. Right. Like. I feel that there's like maybe five thousand like people who really care about the lineup. I think the other people care about the headliners and are willing to walk around and discover a band. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, no, like, you're like, right. You're like, right. that's you're what I'm saying. It's like, right. you're, you're like, it's like, a, it's a small percentage who's like, I can't believe you booked. This. But also, like, be right. a part yeah. of the experience. Sure, so exactly. Thing, but like, 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 I feel that like, is an experience. So I'm all about the vibe, right? Like, you know I know. That. Sarah, Sarah's hard on vibes. I'm hard like, on that's, vibes. <laughs> that's it. Like, I didn't. Like, I don't even look at the lineup. By the way, like Keith just makes me playlists, and I go in completely blind, <laughs> and I like listen to shit, and I'm like, fuck, this is fucking amazing it's great i I love the vibe today and i like this vibe today because there's always you guys always build like like a story in your music and the way (laughs) that things it is though i know i get get it i'm there with you it it is it's like the the weekend has a flow the day has a flow and i fucking love it and honestly this year i was actually we were commenting a lot about the fact that there's a lot of like international bands yeah whereas like like not like like not just international like from other countries. I like there's a I think of one of the highest volumes of non English acts. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen yeah, it yeah, in yeah, yeah. For sure. And like and again and not just like French. Like you're looking at like Alden Goon or whatever. Yep. And you're like, Oh, this is t- a Turkish yeah. like psychedelic rock band. You're yeah. like, or they go like yeah. I, yeah, he sings in English, yeah. but like He's Guyanese and like yeah. it's amazing. Major League DJs out of South like, Africa. I, uh, like, uh, like there's uh, yeah, there's there's lots of. I mean, that's I just it. loved it this year that you. Which guys is what's also great about like cause, because Sarah Sarah like again doesn't really investigate the lineup until I, I give her the playlist. Right, and, <laughs> and the playlist is like it's like a semi curated. I put about the same number of songs per headliners and openers. Obviously, if the material's there. Right. So to Sarah, there is no headliner or opener like on right. that playlist. So she sometimes like she's like. Like we'll have to like, this person might be headlining. I was like, babe, this person's at two p.m. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it was, I, I, I think, like yeah. fangirling, be like, oh my god, this person's amazing. Like, please tell me they're yeah, like not Sarah a headliner because we don't do headliners because right. they get the press, right? They yeah, have exactly. the press. Yeah. Like our entire show is remove the headliners out of out of the so, show. So right. yeah, sometimes I fangirl and then I'm like, and then it's always a fucking two p.m. Every fucking bag <laughs> we go from start to finish. Yeah. We see couple, like couple ten years to ago, like yeah, bands and a few years ago, and Sarah, and I love it. Sarah fell like like really really loved mall rat oh yeah and and again but it was like it was a 2 p.m show, like yeah, start and whatever sure. but that's it but if you go in, the, if you go into that lineup and you're just like and you don't know who the headliner is like i mean we we talked about this in our like our come down special last year like uh genesis owusu yeah last year i don't Holy know if you saw his set or yeah, yeah, like it, yeah. it, it, it would like this guy has like headliner energy has oh, like yeah. headliner stage presence yeah. he was like 3 p.m and we're like we were all standing there like jaws on the floor with the show that this no the show was incredible that yeah. was and like, like insane like yeah. if you if 
like obviously wouldn't necessarily have the fan base to do it, but like if you put him up at nine o'clock at night on a main stage, you'd be like, even if you'd never heard of him, you'd be like, oh, he belongs there. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like it, it's it'd be like without question for sure. If you had put like him in the the Krungbin slot, yeah, you know, I'm sure, you know, I mean, like, you know, like obviously there's a lot of Krungbin fans. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like fandoms aside, yeah. If you were just wandering like, yeah. through, you wouldn't be like show for show. Yeah. Like, yeah, you could have done that for sure. I mean. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like it's a music discovery festival, I and that's what like we. I mean, we have the benefit too. Like a lot, a lot of these festivals don't do uh, shows year round, right? Mm. Like yeah. they're, they're just a festival, and they book their festival. Like we have the, um, you know, like the the like the advantage of like having all these bands play their shows, play their club shows, are coming through yeah. Montreal, or at least if they if they skip the market, at least we know about them now. They'll yeah, be like, yeah. okay, and, we're and only going to come like, in. Yeah, yeah, but we know about the music now. It'd be like, okay, this is really good. We should, you know, flag this for Oshiaga next year or maybe mm-hmm. even the year after. Like, it's, like, we're constantly working on, you know, next year's bill and the bill after that. Like, it, it's a never-ending cycle of stuff. And, like, you know, we have... Um, experts kind of like i guess like you know like we like all of us in the team listen to different stuff and we're yeah. always like you know we have a chat group that we're just constantly just like new music all the time and you know like that's that's how you have to do it kind of because like but it, it makes yeah, sense we yeah. Always, yeah we always make fun of our friends like, i mean especially like when you get to a certain age like we're probably the most into music out of mo- at least current music of most yeah. of our friends where like well, every every year yeah. when you get to a certain age you have the people being like oh Chicago lineups out I don't recognize any of these yeah, bands exactly. Exactly. I'm like I'm like right but I'm like but I'm like how many new bands have you listened to this year like really yeah no a thousand percent like <laughs> you know like I'm like I'm doing how much this wrong other way I'm doing this yeah. wrong. Like, um, wait let, let's let, let's capture the port hold on <laughs> Ah, perfect, perfect, perfect. perfect. Um, <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Like if you stop, like, like that obviously out, you're not. No, of course it's definitely in the in the final case. <laughs> but yeah, of course, if, of course, if you only listen to the music you listen to in college, you're not going to recognize eighty yeah. percent of the bands. And and for us, being of a certain age, I'll go in and look at an Oceaga lineup, and like I'm lucky if day one I recognize fifty percent of yeah. the acts. But I'm going to, you know what, amazing. but then I'm going to be like, you know what, I'm going to check these bands out. Some of them become, nope, I'm skipping them and, uh, and it's not. Yeah. But then every year we make new discovery, like Sarah Discover Turnstile. Yeah. And it quickly. Last, be- oh my God. Even though they've been Last around for year, years. I and, like, you fucking thought the died. And Sarah was like, like, I was like, babe, you never heard Turnstile? And she was like, no. And I was like, how? <laughs> First of all, how? But then she like, was like, it's just on repeat for yeah. her. And yeah. I get like, a little obsessive. Uh, what you guys all missed was that we were talking about the stars. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, I, that's it. And I get a little obsessed when I like a band and I put it on everything and only listen to that for a while. But yeah, like but like Sarah <laughs> yeah. would have literally never yeah. listened to like a Baltimore hardcore band. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, like, and then I got unless, so many people into turnstiles this year. Yeah, by the she way. became like the big turnstile <laughs> like people Homer are giving pl- me like their fucking merch because they're like, Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah, here's she, your, here's she, merch. She, like exactly. She like she preached turnstiles so much at the office that someone went to a show in the States yeah, and brought her back a shirt. Went to a show in Chicago Amazing. and brought her back a shirt. She was like, Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you know, to the point, so like, it's like, good. you know, we pride ourselves on the, like, you know, like, like, you know, Jack Harlow played mm. at 1 p.m. a couple Fuck. years ago. It's yeah. so crazy. You know, like, that, that's just, you know, like, and, and all these bands like that, like the proudest, mo- actually, you know, speaking of Rufus, you know, mm. like, I remember, yeah. 
you know, so when I was at Neon, you know, I did the first couple Rufus shows. Like, they played Belmont. Yeah. Then they played uh, whatever that shithole was on <laughs> uh, on on St. Denis. And then, uh, you know, by that point, I had gone to Avenco, And then, like, you know, we, you know, did all the shows. But, like, the last time they played in you know, maybe 19. Um, it was last year. No, 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 no. There was, there was a pre-pandemic show. Oh, uh, yeah, I know, but that's what I'm no, saying. No, 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 but when they, last time they played Oceaga, I yeah. mean, like, oh, right. it was, like, I think 19, and, yeah. uh, right. They were, like, midday. Yeah, well, and I remember driving them in the golf cart and, like, driving them past the main stage. I remember them it being, midday, like... It was when the sun was setting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they played oh, late. Oh, my they, God, yeah. They it was big, the sun. Like, I remember the sun setting, but it's just, like, because now the sun is out really late because yeah. it's July, but... Yeah, I remember them because I was watching with Shreen, who yeah. we're both obsessed with them. Yeah. Again, we you know we get a, we of get course, a routine. of course. But, but anyway, like, like you know, but we, we had be- yeah. become Sophie good, Tucker good was friends. like that also. Yeah, I was gonna say Sophie Tucker started a small stage. Now they're main of staging. Course. But like you know, we, we uh, just like with their their manager and their agent and stuff like that, and the, and the band themselves, they were all like. One day we're gonna play that main stage, and it was like <laughs> fucking awesome. Yeah, but those are the stories. Those are the great things that like you love to see, and like we love when the bands grow up through the Oshiega, uh, yeah. you know. And they want to like do it again. Yeah, yeah, it's it. They have that's a good experience, awesome. and like, and th- I think that, that's what like Nick Nick also put over last year. Like he was just sort of like, first of all, he's like. Food is one thing. He's like, we try to make sure that they have memorable right. oh food. The food, the food's you. its own podcast. The food is its own thing. We, but yeah. he's like, but yeah. also, Thank he's like, we try to be Oshiega. like good dudes to, to work with. You know, yeah, like yeah, we're yeah. Good, and ladies. I'm saying good well, dudes in a broad sense. Yeah. But he's like, yeah, because he's like, you want to try to build that relationship so that it's not just like a paycheck and a stop on the tour. Yeah. It's a like, oh, I get to see Pat and Nick and yeah. you know, and yeah, like yeah, and everybody sure. else. And it's like, if you have and that, build up that rapport. Part of the experience, Keith. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a thousand I, percent. I'm a b- I'm big on it. You know that. I know. Sarah. Well, I mean, you know, Nick really like you know, he is one of those guys that's just like universally loved by everybody, mm-hmm. and he really sets the tone, and he's like the most like non egotistical guy you'll ever meet, and the guy that should be the most egotistical but is not, mm-hmm. and just like you know, like just from him down, it just kind of like. It's really like everyone is there to do the best job possible and, you know, make it the best experience for everyone. Yeah, like, yeah. We, like we spend a lot of money on like a lot of these festivals, uh, like their catering is shit. Like yeah. you show up and it's like he, you can eat between like 12 and 2 yeah. and 4 and, and 7. Like, Here's your hot, you know, you know, the hot dog coupon. And that's it. Like mm-hmm. they don't care about the artist, but like, you know, Nick realized early on that it's like this is going to be the calling card. And so like. You know, the artists know that when they show up, even if they've never played Oshiaga, they've heard about it. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, all these, all these artists are yeah. on the road. They talk to each other. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, man, so. Oshiaga is going to have Chuck Hughes. Sad yeah, yeah, yeah. Sad, yeah. Sad, Sad like, Night Denim, I talked about it when we oh, saw yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, they're yeah. like, yo, the food here is amazing. And they but couldn't, like, yeah. It's just, yeah, that's just part of it. I mean, they like, felt I, like, very welcome, even yeah. not being a yeah, headliner. They're, they're they felt like a headliner. They were, they're kids, basically. Yeah, like, and they're, we, you know, they're playing at like two or three p.m. or something yeah, 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 like that. Yeah, that's like, it. Yeah. Like, like, but they're like they're like fresh on the road. They're both like under twenty, and they, and they right away like think they had just like, yeah, they had played Glastonbury on a, obviously a side stage. Yeah, and like so like they were doing the festival tour the, the, the run yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, yeah. they were doing the run and even they were like oh the food here is like yeah they amazing. were saying they <laughs> felt they felt like 
everyone was appreciated. Which yeah. Is cool. Yeah. And then we're like, fuck, man, that's amazing. Because, like, again, as concert goers or festival goers, like, we feel the same. Like, I don't need to, like, oh, I'm going to just eat hot dogs all day. Like, I'm going to have <laughs> real food. Yeah, yeah. And healthy food. And experiences amazing shit. And then there's all these cool vendors, too, that are, like, doing things on the side. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to, like, do a little bit of, like, you know, like, a relax, like, reset type sure. of thing. Yeah, if you, have, if you have time between sets, it's still a cool And even if you don't at. have time between sets, but you just need it, it's oh, yeah, awesome. Right. But that's it. I mean, you know, the whole artist thing. You know, it's obviously not client facing. So yeah. like most people yeah. don't see that or or hear about that, but like it's such a big driver for what has made the festival over the like even like, you know, before my time, like it was just like like coming in, it was like everyone would just be asking me, like, you know, like what's this all about? I've heard nothing but yeah. incredible <laughs> things about this, you know. So that's so cool. So we're gonna head into five question spot in a second but, but like real five questions or like five questions about the festival no real five questions so we're explaining but real I, five have questions a, I have a question though okay well I was gonna say before your last question I wanted to ask uh, Pat if there were any like deep cuts on the lineup that you were like that's literally my question well, so okay, whatever sorry hang on what is no, it? No, just go. Are there any deep cuts on the lineup that you're like, this This act is an act that I'm excited. Whether you booked it or not, like just right. like an, a, an yeah, act yeah. that you're like, I'm excited that we booked it. Our, our 2 p.m., and, 3 p.m. And hope that you can see it. Maybe you won't. But yeah, like, you're like, like, like happy like, that people can experience it. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like, I actually didn't, I was, I was like, oh, I should probably look at the lineup. Because like, you know, we booked <laughs> these things so far in advance yeah. that like, you know, you're like, oh yeah, I, like the, there's been times where okay, I've been like, like I'll get like I'll get the email for the contract. I'll be like, oh yeah, fuck, I we booked this we booked guy. That. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, like, so yeah, like, like, last year we talked about that with Wet Leg, where, where yeah, there, there was the like the hubbub of like they're gonna they're too small on the stage. And it turned out it was just fine, but it was like yeah, you guys booked them. Yeah, well, I remember and seeing they blew them. up between booking and show. Right? I remember calling Nick at South by yeah. that year in South by Southwest yeah. for those who don't know but like it's yeah. a music conference in Austin yeah. so listen um, to this they probably know they that know. well I don't know maybe, the, maybe. maybe. I don't I know hope so. like I fuck I don't know like, <laughs> I don't know what level of nerddom you know we're at but you're uh, listening to a music festival podcast I feel okay, like okay. Right. South by Southwest so, they're, so, the, they're the 500 people that care at Oceaga yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I remember being at the Wasserman like uh, showcase at South by Southwest and them headlining and there was literally a lineup about like 2000 people deep it was like a 300 cap club for a yeah, cap yeah, club yeah. you know and they're playing at like 5 p.m. in the afternoon it's fucking I was wild. like Nick I think you know like maybe we fucked this up like yeah, maybe yeah. it should we you know we should move them so we can't really like we can if there's a cancellation anyway whatever it, it, I, as you said it totally worked out fine but yeah. like yeah and honestly they were like I think they appreciated everyone that was there because they were fucking crying. They're like, we're just people. <laughs> yeah, and like yeah, yeah. crying because yeah, they, were yeah, so, yeah. they were just like so humbled about like everything that was happening. Like, yeah, it was fucking deep, but like, it was like watch, yeah, watching them. Like it was like watching them blow up them. on stage. Like you're yeah, just gonna yeah, like, yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, that was fucking really cool. Yeah. That was a, that was a really fun but set. But this year, who's, I mean, yeah. I, like, who's, who's the, who's the pick? I mean, I've got like, it, like not so much deep cuts, but like the, the, it's like, 
you know, the Alex G's of the world. And like, you know, obviously cigarettes after sex have you yeah. know, entered oh. a new stratosphere mm-hmm. and that's like, they were one you of know, my picks on. well, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's, it's like these band, another band that played in 17, I want to say. And, you know, now we're like going to probably play arenas next time they come through. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, like that's fun to see. Um, man, I'm trying to think of like, you know, like, it's okay. You got I'm literally you got like, I'm we got the same pick, so like, that's yeah, all that matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, fuck, last year I picked Bia and she didn't even fucking show up. I know, up. I know. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it's tough. So uh, this time, well, like, you know, cigarettes like, after sex. Just fucking <laughs> but like, come. But like Lovejoy, you know, like fuck here's yeah. a band Lovejoy? that like, you know, we booked for yeah. like very early on and it's like now it's like that that might even be an arena act by the time oh, it comes 100%. around like it's like yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's happening they're also like, one of my picks you know, <laughs> and, like, yeah, no, the, and the Lovejoy <laughs> fan base is I, a whole I, other a thing, whole other thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right you're like, like how you do you know, quantify these millions of views they're getting yeah. I don't know but like, I mean the, and they're streamers but then they're now a band like it's I know it's super I know weird. the whole thing no, is they're, wild they're really like, fun I, they're, I'm not I think, I'm saying they're a great the, band yeah, I'm just no. saying but they also have a fan base that I is think that you're a right, different type of fan base I think they're gonna fucking blow the yeah, fuck yeah. up yeah like they, they put a lot of effort in everything they do and you can tell and like the the lead guy is like I'm I'm gonna hustle and sometimes yeah. people just don't hustle and they think it's just going to come, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, so we've it, seen then that. It <laughs> well, it's, fu- it's funny because I heard a new track. Like, I listened to a lot of. Um, well, now that I'm. Like, it's like now that I'm in the country world, too, it's like I split my time on satellite radio between, like, Sirius XM <laughs> and the highway. So, like, I'm constantly <laughs> just, like, back and forth thing. And I heard that, like, you know, Cherry Glazer new song today. Mm-hmm. And I'm like. Man, I remember when we had them on in 2017. Like it was like that was kind of like the wave of like uh, it was like Maggie Rogers, Lemon Twigs, Cherry mm-hmm. Glazer, and like I'm like I haven't heard that name in like five years. It's just sometimes these bands just like yeah, just, just go into these back. like yeah. yeah exactly. So um, but anyway, so I didn't uh, like I kind of answered your question, That's kind fine. of not, good. but it's like good. you know I mean, like you the, it for me. but like you know like <laughs> like Tom O'Dell's having a great year oh, and he's playing and like uh, you know like <laughs> Tom O'Dell. Sarah's gonna be got, like I was like I was okay, like okay we're uh, on this can we just say that we're on the same page it's Sarah okay. Okay. Sarah's like there we go there we go there we go I was asking Sarah I was like I was like odds of you crying at Tom O'Dell she's like one hundred percent but I don't cry guys I don't cry and she's not a crier in general I only cry at commercials. And when dogs or old people are taken advantage of in movies. But she might cry during Tom But I might cry at Tom O'Dell. I also will say um, things I'm looking forward to. I love the new Lil Yachty record. I think it's – if you haven't spent any time with Mm -hmm. it, like it's literally worth listening to in order – like five or six times in a row mm-hmm. when you're doing something like a run or Wait, whatever. Like, what? it's just like, it's fucking like incredible. <laughs> like maybe, I mean, it's not for everyone, but yeah. I really, really love it and vibe with it. And the JPEG mafia record for me is nice. also incredible. But like, mm-hmm. you, you know, like that's the thing. It's like, there's so much, to choose there's so much. To yeah. choose. It's hard. I mean, I would like the obvious, like, Fred again is probably, oh my god probably, yes right Fred again has been Sarah's soundtrack for it's the probably so I'm like oh, can you put like, it on a playlist she's like no just put on Fred again we don't we don't even have to talk about it like yeah. like the fact that like we're I think I think there's only two maybe three festivals that have them yeah, all yeah, yeah not we, a lot we of happen stops. to have one of them and it's I think that. Sunday is the biggest selling day so far well, like uh, and with, I, I with mean with Fred Ken, and Kendrick, Kendrick it's, it's like yeah. but I think that 
Fred might be driving a lot of the, I mean, just, I don't know. I'm just riffing here, but like, I think that, you know, there's a lot of people that are just obsessed with them. And I'm obsessed. M- myself as well. Yeah. 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 So again, Pat and I, same, same vibe. There you go. There you go. But so I also love that you're like, you got to listen to the album like five times and you're going to really get it because <laughs> that's what I make my friends do <laughs> when they come you're over. I put a finish. record on. I'm like, guys, we're going to listen to this record, but like, you're going to listen to it. <laughs> we're going to play it the side first a, time. Side A, side B, and now we're flipping it. And yeah. then we're yeah. going to listen to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there you really go. Casual. There you go. And then on by three... If we invite you. If we ever invite you and your wife over for dinner, be ready. You might listen to the same record the whole. Okay, <laughs> well let's go. Let's go. I might have already heard that record five you times. Just a good chance. Like, yeah, yeah, that's it. Keith uh, knows which one I would play. No, a hundred percent. I mean, I can tell you right now. Sarah, like the record that Sarah listens to on repeat is uh, I don't remember the title it of it, but it's Once in Future Band. Where they're like, ah, yeah, oh, we got they're a like, face they're, of they're what? Kind of, they're, they're kind of like a prog. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. That's yeah. that's Sarah's go-to. It was okay. not easy to get, and I could not find the second album. <laughs> exactly. That's it. Like they're not not a big band, but right? So, so but like, they started and from then Tool, the w- and I, when they played Tool, I was like, oh my god, I can't. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, guys, they're, they're did like you just tool, listen to this? Tool and I went and got the as their opener. Right, right, and they're not. Like, they're not yeah. a normal opener by so, any stretch. So I got the record yeah. and made everyone listen to it after the I've got, show like, Sarah's like, I'm going to go, hours. like, Sarah's like, <laughs> Sarah's like, I got stuff to do and, like, whatever around the house. And I'm like, I'll leave for the afternoon. And she's listening to this record. I come back and I'm like, you're still listening to this record. <laughs> and I'm like, but do you hear it? Anyway. Do you really hear it, man? But are you yeah. like really listening So that's to what it? I did yeah. with the stars that okay. we talked yeah, about yeah. earlier like i got again when i like an album i want to hear everything and i want to fucking get into well, it well my um I, I have one gold record Ooh. in my in my career of being in the music industry and it's set yourself on fire <gasps> and i have it in my <laughs> office displayed proudly <laughs> um, nearly passed out you know it was really you know that was a that was a moment in time and i'm Guys, very I just very happy with that oh no okay <laughs> In a good way. Right. So yeah, of I course, in the best way. Yeah. Oh know. my god. But seriously, is that for real? Yeah. Can you please take a photo of it? Sure. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fangirling so hard, hard right hard. now. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like I'm like sweating. So since this is the Oshiaga podcast, go plug yourself. Cross <laughs> uh, so you're so on fire. You have the gold fucking record on your wall. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Sorry, Keith. Okay. <laughs> Deep breaths. Um, take, just really take, me <laughs> take me out. Take me out. Just fucking mute me. <laughs> so we close off the show. So we ask same three questions to every guest yeah. that we have on the show. Yeah. Then the question number four is from our previous guest to you, not knowing that it was you. Okay. And then Keith question is not allowed to answer tonight. <laughs> wow. What? <laughs> then question number five is, I'll tell you what question number five is, is what question do you want to ask our next guest? Gotcha. So, so this is like, like I said, we do our Oshiaga show. This is being listed on two different streams. So this is also on our Go Plug Yourself, gotcha. our regular Montreal uh, podcast. So it's not an Oshiaga quest, just like a life question. Yeah, these are just yeah. like yeah. So okay. yeah, we, we, gotcha. yeah, exactly. So it's like okay. it's a bunch. It was myself and a bunch of Montreal comedians that usually co-host the other one. That we just come up with these questions off the fly every year or two. We cycle out the three. Yeah. Okay. So these are not like Oshiaga related correct, at all. Okay. <laughs> so question number one: At this moment, what is your hottest take? Oh it's always God. like first thing that pops like, in your mind. Like it's like rapid fire. Hold on, I mean, man. I feel like we spoke about it that um, Pat and I are insane. I was gonna say, just listen to the new Lil Yachty. And like, you need to listen finished. to the album no, five but times. Like, like, 
Just in general. Like yeah, in general life. take. It doesn't need to be a music anything, take. Anything, 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 anything. You can say First like, thing that comes to life. I don't care. That's a, that's a that's a really tough one. I, like I've been having a real hard time with bicycling in the city. Okay. As oh a, fuck. Like I, as a driver and walker. Yeah. I feel that we the, can do better. The, the the disrespect of just like like so my kid her school zone or whatever. It's like there's lots of bike paths in Rosemont and like. These guys are don't stop. No, like I saw this guy almost ran, run over a kid the other day, are you and, it, and it drives me insane. Okay, but like, why can't people just stop at the fucking stop sign when you're, you're a cyclist? you're a vehicle on the road? Act like it. Yeah. I saw this. <laughs> yeah. By the way, we live in a school area, a daycare like day yeah. camp is like blowing the fuck up around us, and I saw five guys like suited up like. You know, like, oh, I'm going to do a fucking marathon. Just, like, blast <laughs> through. And I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. It was a red light. Yeah. Like, there's a family and, like, two kids are fucking running around. I stop at the stop sign on my skateboard. Like, yeah. Like, I, it just, like, the amount of guys that, like, just, like, you know, like, try, like flip me the bird when I'm trying to make a left when you should be stopping is, like, yeah, yeah, just yeah. absolutely. Like, you're yeah. going, you're going like, as like, fast or faster than a car. Yeah. Stop at the anyway, fucking light. Probably it's not good. a very, you know, popular take. I think it is. You know, but they anyway, need to calm like, down. you know, like, yeah. I think that if we're, and especially, like, we're like, oh, we want to be a super cycle friendly city. Well, the, the cyclists need to oh, be city friendly. Like, you know, may, like, maybe you should pass a test. Like, have a bicycle. I think, honestly, my thing, I think, I think, and this is, you know, like, a cab and everything but i feel that like if cops just start ticketing cyclists a little bit more it'll calm down real fast because like they never do like they never Never. ever do and i'm and i'm the first guy who's never who's not gonna be like cops should ticket more that's not anything that generally generally enters my head but i've never thought that before in my life but yeah but i'm like like, oh yeah yeah. you see a cyclist blow a stop sign get hit him up with the ticket yep and in theory and and here's what and it's stressful when they do it like at Three in the morning because you're like, there's oh, yeah, cabbies, yeah, yeah. there's fucking drugs. Oh, we talk about it's so funny. Um, and then like 3 p.m. At, in the afternoon and 8 in the morning because you're like, there's kids everywhere. Stop. Like yeah. our friend, uh, our Just friend, stop. friend of the show, friend of us in real life, Sergio, the guy who runs Turbo House. Uh, so that, that section of St. Denis is like a walking section. Yeah. But it's not a walking section north of them, right? Right. So he's like, people come down the hill going like 100 miles an hour oh, yeah. on their bikes. But it's like a pedestrian zone all of a sudden. Yeah. He's like literally every night, I'm like, I'm going to watch someone die. Like, And he's like, especially on the Bixies, because they're like 100-pound bikes. Oh, my God. And he's like, Those you just see, these, he's, he's like, you just so see tourists times. on these Bixies blasting down St. Denis. Then they hit this pedestrian section where there's just people everywhere. And yeah. he's, like, it's, he's like, every night, I'm like, this is the most terrifying thing oh. I've watched ever. See, I'm, the sco- I'm a scooter driver now because uh, I can't ride bikes Question up my hill. Question number two. And they have hit me <laughs> with a fucking big C several times, and it hurts me more than anyone else. So, fuck them. Um, to you. Yes. Who is the star of Sesame Street? <laughs> <laughs> I me, forgot about this I guy. mean, like, I think you got to go Oscar. I mean, like, Oscar. it's just, oh. you know, like... Like it's so sunny and happy, and then you're you're coming in with the realness. Yeah, like exactly. it's like it's like it's like here's someone with like actual this guy, this guy's life seen takes. the world. Yes, actual life takes. Like I love Big Bird. Shout out Ernie and Bert. Like everyone is just so happy, and it's like like Oscar's mad Oscar that CBGB like, closed. You know? Yeah. Yes. Like, it's just <laughs> He's like, like, come on. That was my trash can. It's like like just adding a level of 
you know, complexity. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, fun fact: We're on the same level again. <laughs> okay. Sarah, <laughs> yes! Sarah, Sarah, Sarah and Pat have just been vibing on everything. Holy love shit! That. There you go. <laughs> oh man, no, this is great. I love it. Question number three. This is a nobody a, gets that though. They always one. are like, "Oh, you're so negative," and you're like, "No, he's no, fucking he's the real. real. He's the real. He's the realness. He's the realness." Um, so what piece of media has been formative in your life? So let's just say like, could be book, music, movie, where you're like, I heard this, Radio. read this, watched this, and it like changed the way I, th- I was like, oh shit, like it, it changed things for you, either for your aspirations or your like Can you say goals. media is like something you learn in school too? That's not media. That's, that's just knowledge well like, <laughs> like like television yeah or yeah, like, yeah yeah like i watch a like tv show i listen to music i, I mean album could be a, a read a book it doesn't like okay, but yeah i, I mean it, like it's i like found like out about i'm trying to stretch it no. it's obviously like multiple albums you okay. know so it's like it's like you can't narrow that down to like you know yeah like it, it's like music in general but like i mean also like a you know the problem with me is that the only books that i read are books like biographies <laughs> about musicians right. and like you know like i'm i've i've got like well, what wanted you to be wait on so uh, to to narrow this down you said your family wasn't super into music yeah so what was that or like a short list of like you're like cuz i like for instance i i love music yeah. i've never wanted to like work in the industry or make music mm-hmm. so was there something that like pushed you where you were like oh no i want to like I want to not just listen. I want to participate. You know what? You know what? I'm going to say that, like, is, like, probably just, like, background noise, but also, like, played a big part. Is like, I'll say much music. Fuck yes! You know, like, (laughs) I was obsessed with it back in the day. But, like, not so much, like, I like the videos and everything, but I loved seeing, like, the, the, like, I don't know if you remember their, their, they their called setup, it the environment. The, yeah. Yeah. Where, like, they just, had, like, the like, one dude in the yeah, fucking but, but screen. Yeah, but it was, like, they, there was like, no, like, back, there was yeah. no, they weren't sitting at a desk. They yeah. were, like, sitting, and, like, I was, like, just obsessed. With, I was, like, who are these people? People, like, what are they working get on? to work <laughs> in this space. Yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. it was such a, like. Yeah, they'd be introducing the videos, and there was, like, f- like, ten people behind them working, and you're, like, what are they doing? Yeah, and everyone's got a headset what's on. And, like, what's happening? And then, like, occasionally you'd see, like, I remember this one day they were supposed to have uh fuck who was it there was like some big band or whatever and then you see like the singer of the band just like walk by like the shoot i'm like man like this is like i want to be there yeah like, that was yeah. the thing that it was like it was like it made you want to feel like you were there mm-hmm. and it was definitely a big influence but also i will say the um mark lanigan the singer of screaming trees his book his biography or like whatever is one of the most incredible like Sarah's taking notes. You guys have been vibing all night. Maybe it's on my, you know, it's it, on my book. Like, <laughs> triumphant, depressing, yeah. like, like very like, you know, like rest in peace, Mark Lanigan, but like uh, just one of those books that you read and you're just like, man, that just shocked me. Like, That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. By the I, way, we're vibing again. Okay. So, 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 uh, much music, MTV, and Music Plus. Mm-hmm. They're the only things on in my TV constantly when yeah. I had TV on. And like, y- we missed this, but you were also talking about like listening to the radio while your parents like 
so you like on your headphones so your parents wouldn't hear and get caught kind of the same <laughs> shit because my parents never listen to music right so you know reviving again um and i love music biographies and like getting to know about their like their past and what like influences their music so that's one of the Have only you read type the, of books the dave Grohl book yeah and i'm gonna read what you just mentioned because i'm really excited it's 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 a it's a 10 on 10 for me <sighs> or did i just could i just reread it again i was like i was gonna say the the way i I'm sure. I'm sure you read about like if you read White Line Fever, the Lemmy book. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's batch. Yeah. It's oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's so like I was like Lemmy is one of those guys who I'm like, I don't. I like like when you talk about like breaking the mold. You're like, this yeah. Is, even for all the guys who rock too hard, somehow rocked harder than all of them. Like, yeah. It, it's I, it, pure it, chaos. Yeah. But like, it, I don't know. It's just like there's something so raw, and then they're just like then they become like, I don't know, like gods to people and idols, and you're just like. You're so fucking broken that you need like someone that you idolize that you can like. Yeah. It's I don't know. I don't it's know. so like, weird. Like I was like, are we like we, so or something? I don't yeah. know. But anyway, Again, it's like so this awesome. this next question came from uh, Don and Andrew who are revamping Forget the Box, which is like the Montreal arts blog. Okay. That kind of uh, it it rose up and then got kind of killed by Montreal blog when. Montreal okay. blog started doing the like the weird sure like headliney yeah, like you know clickbait yeah, it. so, like, yeah. so it's like they're they're it's more of a theater blog like uh like a like okay I'm not familiar yeah, yeah, yeah I thought you were gonna ask me like the the the, the five headliners <laughs> that we haven't had that no you no, see, no, like. no 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 so th so this but this question so this came up this question came up as a result <laughs> of a conversation where just let me made me think of where I was like the we, we were talking about like celebrity deaths yeah not, not to get too macabre but I was sure. like for me a big like a bummer string was really like Lemmy Prince and Bowie were in the span yeah. of like two months. And yeah. I was like, it was just like one after the other. And I was like, uh. anyway, so that was the lead into when they developed this question, which was just, what were you doing when Michael Jackson died? Cause everybody, they were like, it kind of was like, every, it was a big enough event. I yeah. honestly don't even remember. When I, I don't remember. You don't remember? No, all? I don't. I mean, I can't even like, what year was that? I don't really remember the year either, but I do, I remember that like so. I'm gonna I, Google it as you guys talk. It. I, I remember mean, maybe I, if you maybe if it's the like if I know the year, I might be able to put. I think it was more during the World Cup of like, all things. <laughs> like like 2012, maybe it was a while. Uh, ago. It was uh, 2009 on oh, June 25th. June 25th. So what we were doing was Saint Jean. Right around Saint Jean, right before Saint Jean. Wow, in 2009. Oh, no, right after. So 2009, I was working for Arts and Crafts. And June, like, yeah. I, I guess, know. how did you find out about it? Was it the news or did someone tell you? I don't remember. Oh, wow. I honestly have no That's recollection crazy. of that. Because like, I was like, cause I, yeah, I mean, I guess not a big deal. King of pop, who cares? I mean, <laughs> no, no. I mean, it, you know, it's like. Cute. It's a weird, it's a weird one because it's, yeah. it's not. It's, it's very specific. It's not a 9-11, but it's like. I remember that. I remember exactly where it was. Yeah, it wasn't quite big know, enough. Like it's, uh. Change it. Where were you? What do you remember about now? <laughs> not not to make it like that. Laughing is a bad intro to that. But like I think that that's an every that's a you remember where you were. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. But like, like I was Jackson I was in an, I was in no. an art class drawing trees outside of Dawson. <laughs> like that's where I was. I was in my future wife's bed in Laval at her parents' house. Mm -hmm. Like we've been together for twenty five years, mm -hmm. so it's like back. Back then, you're like yeah, that was that was super surreal. I think that that's the better question. Yeah, yeah, I do, no, I, I mean, like, because yeah, it's, it's like one of those things. Like, I don't like 
Prince for me was bigger than Michael Jackson. But yes. I don't remember yeah, yeah, yeah. where I was when Prince uh, like w- when I heard that. I like I said I just I just I think that, that was the same for us because we were like oh whatever. I just cares. remember those two three months. Like like I said it was like mm-hmm. it was let, let me let me was first because it was right before Christmas or right around after Christmas. Right. And then Prince and Bowie were almost back to back. I don't remember which was first. Yeah. But it was all like it was from like December to like March. And all three of them. And Alan Rickman in there also, which was a bummer. But why did they didn't hit as hard? Michael Jackson. I don't know, because they're into Michael Jackson. I can't tell them how to do the rules. I mean, mean, certain people are, you know. Important to other people. Like, Like, that's, and that, yeah, exactly. I mean, to to tie it into Oceaga, like, I, the celebrity death, I think, that hit me the hardest was probably um, MCA. Like, oh yeah, like that. Yeah. That was like because well, because the fact that they were supposed to play that well, year, they were they were supposed like, to play, yeah. and I was like, and I had seen them, and I, in my mind, someone had only corrected me recently. In my mind, it was a form show, but it was actually one of the first shows at the Bell Center. Yeah, the Tribe Called Quest was supposed to open, yeah. and uh, Kid Koala, yeah, uh, oh fuck was uh mm-hmm. replaced him yeah yeah i remember that vividly yeah yeah it's, and in my mind it was at the forum and someone was like no that was like right. the first molson center show mm. or not the first but like one of the early yeah. big shows and i was yeah. like what like it, it like i had a complete false memory of where it was but yeah so that's it so it's like and i had only seen them then when i was like very young like i was like a teenager when i saw that and it was always like they it seemed like the beastie boys were gonna kind of be like let's say like like the rolling stones and you're like yeah. they'll be around forever yeah. like oh I, no I, we talk y- about like foo fighters being the rolling stones though sure but i mean now yeah but, but i say but like it but i'm okay rolling stones may be a bad example but like it's but you know like like they felt it, like they would be around they were, forever they, 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 they were forever band. they had a, they had a massive revival around that time because like they had put out a couple like kind of questionable yeah, records yeah. but yeah. like you know, then it was like, you know, like the nostalgia had kicked in. And I remember when Nick booked him for Oceaga, it was like, oh, my God, like that's ma- – uh, I can't believe you got the BC. Like it yeah, was like yeah, – it was one of those like things where it was like, you know, like I had seen him. I have a funny story actually. I don't know how much time you have, but like it, I was like, you, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. We're two well, bottles of wine into it and we lost so, half an hour. So all right. we're just well, <laughs> the, um, We got a third already on the counter, <laughs> but it's not a cotergon, but oh, we'll, it's fine. we'll deal. We'll deal. Yeah, we'll deal. We'll deal. We got time. Um, the uh, Before I was kind of like in the industry uh, living here, like I Beastie Boys played at Metropolis okay. in 91, I want to say. Okay. And they all, but didn't they come back again and play Metropolis? No, again? no, that was the last time. That it was, was like, the last it was, time. It was Holy BC, shit! It was BC Boys with Rollins' band opening that's and the gr- Lynch Mob. Oh yeah, because that wait, wait. So '91 was technically when they started playing guitars a little more. Kind oh, yeah, of. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, that yeah, tour. Yeah. It was that, that tour where they started playing live instruments. Check your yeah. head tour. Okay, my sister-in-law so. went to that show and she talks about it like it was mm-hmm. life. And I'm like, what the fuck? Did I know you back then? Like, yeah, maybe. No, you were like five. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it was that time. So, yeah, because so, I was gonna be like, why was Rollins Band opening? But I was like, yeah, because that was the first tour that they were. Well, like, that, and, that, and that almost to the point of the Oceaga stuff, where it was like everyone was doing. It was like the Judgment Night soundtrack. Yeah. Like there was like it was like it wasn't just rack and rap and rock. It was yeah. like you know there was like everyone was experimenting with yeah, shit. Yeah. It was like it was like the new sixties. You know, yeah. Kind of yeah. Thing, where so. I remember not having a ticket to the show was completely sold out and not having an in with anyone yet. Like it was like very, you know, like I was like 
just a kid, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the um, my idea was like, I'm just gonna go hang out behind the metropolis, yeah, and just see what happens. And so, the lynch mob was like six cousins of Ice Cube, and they were just like they were first of three playing like 25 minutes on that yeah. show, and I. Went back and the guy was like, "How much money you got?" I was like, "20 bucks." <laughs> He's like, "Cool, bet. And give it to me. You know, your name will be on the guest list." Yeah. I'm like, "Okay, here's my money." Here you, go. you know, like and like, you know, I that was, was like, and, and so that was at like 3 p.m. <laughs> and then so all day I'm like hanging, hanging out. out. Like, is this bullshit? Is, is this, this bullshit? bullshit? Is yeah. this bullshit? And then like. I go, and I still remember it vividly because at Metropolis, there used to be – the guest list spot used to be this little space like in the mi- – like when you yeah. walk in, it was in the middle. Yeah, it's because like, it was doors, like, and then you had to go in the center. In the middle, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I remember going in there and just being like, uh, Patrick Way? <laughs> and they were like, yep, here's your ticket. And I'm like, you're like, oh, my God. Okay, okay thank you. And just like <laughs> running, like thinking that they might like – At least you got guesses because I was like – as soon as you mentioned that, I was like, I feel – and maybe again, it was maybe more of the punk vibes, but it was like almost every show I had been went to at Metropolis, there'd always be like the sudden influx of people just sprinting in because like somehow they pushed a door open, right? And there'd be like, Whoa! there's like the funnel of people. You're like, oh, there's an extra hundred people they're, that they're, just made it before like security managed to like lock arms and, <laughs> and cut it out. Like there'd always be a door rush at the punk shows. Always, like, always. Just there was powering a, your um, way in. Uh, who was it? I think it was Billy Bragg. I'm pretty sure it was Billy Bragg at Spectrum. It was sold out, and I was, like, young. And I remember seeing there was a guitar case on the floor Mm -hmm. in the parking lot. Like, someone had left, like, an empty guitar case. And so, literally, like, had no money, no whatever. Like, Like, I remember grabbing the guitar case and just, like, knocking on the back door. Security guard opened it up, saw me. He was like, yeah, cool. Like, just, just wandering so, and like yeah, I don't know if you remember did you ever go backstage at the Spectrum where yeah, yeah. like it's like you go left there's like a little hallway and then you go into the crowd you go right it's like to the backstages so I like went left dropped the case next to other cases and just jetted into the room as fast as I could <laughs> and kind of looked around nervously for about 15 minutes but that was like we went to a couple of years back when uh like when Death from Above were playing Corona, and we were hanging out with Shireen, and we were like, "Oh, let's go see Death from Above." Oh my god! <laughs> it was it was the most confusing thing because apparently Jesse was like couldn't get guest list figured out, so he was just like he's like just come and hang out with us with us this on the like bus. This is like my most embarrassing yeah. moment of my <laughs> he life. He was just like come and hang out with us on the bus, and then when we go in, you just walk in with us, and that was his. His work logic, around? like that yeah. was his logic, and like yeah. and it did work. It worked out perfectly. Sure, but it was still just like <laughs> just hang out with Jesse and Seb yeah. for a while, then just walk in with them on the bus. Like so, we didn't get to see openers or anything. We only got to watch the sure. DFA set. But he was like, he's like, ah, oh, this is like it's a headache and it's whatever else. So we're like, okay, cool. And yeah, Sarah, that was also. I mean, I, I don't want to. Jesse is. Yeah, J- Jesse made Sarah swoon first yeah. of all, which was very funny. And 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 Shireen to and a certain extent. Yeah, they both had like like goo goo eyes. And we I was had like, goo goo eyes. So <laughs> this, the, here here's Google like eyes the max. <laughs> here here's a war story that is maybe my biggest and best war story ever. Ooh, so, I love uh, it. 
so when Death from Above were getting back together in 2011, like Seb and I, like you know, I wouldn't say we're friends. We're we're we know each other and whatnot. And Friendly. So yeah, on and good terms. On good terms, and like you know, from the whole arts and crafts thing, he was loosely associated, good friends with Canning and Kev and whoever. So, uh. They were doing the reunion. The first reunion show was at this place. It was called Beauty Bar, which was a 300 cap back. Like no, no, we weren't. We did the Quebec City one. It feels no. This is Austin. This is Austin, Texas. It was their first show at South by, and it was like maybe three times as big as your apartment. Maybe. And our apartment is 800 square feet. Yeah. So. they were like going on at 11 and I got, like Seb was like texting me like just show up I'll be there at 9:30. Oh my meet, god. Meet me meet me like like <laughs> Somewhere. In, the, in the in the like entrance area mm-hmm. you know at 9:30 or 10 or whatever. So yeah. like go meet him sure enough it's like it's already like, cause it's it's Lined it's not it's not a closed right. fence. Like, it's an open fence. Yeah, it's, 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 it's like this. Yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a so it was a shit show. Open fence, and it's already packed at nine o'clock or whatever when I showed up. And then so we walk in. So who walks in with it? I didn't know him at the time, and no one knew him at the time. Really, was a Skrillex. <laughs> oh like, shit! So we walk in, and like it's like Jesse and me and Skrillex and Seb and Seb's wife, and. uh we're like, wow, this is fucked. This mm-hmm. is crazy. There's a lineup of 2,000 people down the block that are never going to get into the show, but they're like hanging out for whatever reason. So Just yeah. to try, you know? You, yeah, you yeah, can. exactly. So, so like uh, start talking to Skrillex. You know, it's just like, yeah, you know, it's like he's, he's young, fucking like energy. Like he's just like, too, yeah. he's like, oh, no, no. It's like, and, and like we had a friend in common and I forget who it is now. But like, anyway, it's like, dude, I can't believe you. You know, and he's like, let's go get some drinks. Like, ah. like so we got, it's like, what do you want? What do you want? He takes like five people's drinks orders. And we're like, okay. So we go to the bar. He orders like 10 drinks <laughs> and like they, they arrive and then he puts his credit card. It's like cash only. That's fucked. And I'm like, <laughs> you can't okay. do that to but a like, person, number like, one. So back then, as a Canadian going to the States, like you would buy, oh, like yeah, I would buy cash. cash. Yeah. Like, yeah. And like For the, the dollar was kind of like, you know, not on par yeah. almost around then. So like you bought a bunch. So I had like a hundred bucks. It was like literally gave him all my money. I was like, okay, well, here you go. Like kind of thing. So we go, we watch the show. We like, you know, it's like the cops shut it down, that whole thing, mm-hmm. the video you saw, whatever. And, um, but then, like, afterwards, it's like Skrillex is like, dude, you are rolling with me all night, like, whatever. <laughs> and he, I think he played two parties that night. I'll bet. That's like, he played like psycho. the one party it. until X time and then like the after party or whatever. And the whole time he like feels so indebted that the fact that I gave him like, Eighty dollars. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, know what I mean? Is? Like, you didn't, like, like he wasn't embarrassed. He was yeah. able to like, you know what I mean? And you got his back. You didn't ask. Yeah. You didn't tell him like, yo, pay me back. Leave no, 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 whatever. for sure. I mean, yeah. like, it was, like it was, whatever it was, here. It was totally fine, but it was like, but it was, like, that that makes an impression on a person. Cause yeah, it's just like, it's just like the small thing, and I get it. 
Because I work like I work in an industry where you go to conferences a lot, and sure. some people are like, "Oh, I'm gonna pay," and then they can. You're just like, "Don't worry about it. I mm-hmm. got you." Yeah, it goes a long way. Like a little bit of hospitality, and again, they're t- tied back. Anyway, that, sorry that's, that's that 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 sort took a lot. That's the whole. That's the whole thing that you guys do in yeah. general, yeah. right? Is like, yeah. people are excited to work with you. Why, okay, right. but like, tell us about the parties that you went to. That's a whole night. other podcast. <laughs> that's a, that's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> Every uh, time they don't want to tell me anything. <laughs> no, no, no. No, yeah, I know. I mean, I'm, joking, was, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Pat, um, yes. what question would you like to ask our next guest? That's that's. Right? I mean, like, you just get like, to ask a complete a question to a complete stranger. You know. Do you know who your next guest is? No, I, I have a short list, but I haven't even booked it yet. So. Okay, is it's, it? It's always it's okay. It's gonna be it's someone. It's a Montreal. It's like arts related. Who has something or to like, plug? Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Like, they have so, a show. So it's been like or it's like like we've had restaurateurs. You know, okay. musicians, Bars. comedians. Like it's a Montrealer with a th- something that they're they're trying to. And when I say something to plug, artist, yeah. Like it's not like I'm trying to plug my new gimmick or like. Right, it's right, not right. like a, okay. someone selling something. Because like, like you know, my first kind of like knee jerk to that would be like, yes. what is the moment that you felt that Montreal um, kind of became an international city because it wasn't forever. Yeah. You know, so if you're old enough. You'll ha- you'll have that moment, you know what I mean? Like we were talking about before with yeah. the Wolf Parade and Arcade Fire and stuff like that. But like for restaurateurs, that was a different time. Or yeah. for like you know comedians, that was a different time. So I don't know if that's a valid question. I hundred percent. Like, you know, like, like, I love you, or, that or like question. When, when did you like realize Montreal was on the map? You know yeah. what I mean? Like like, yeah. what, like yeah. regardless, I would I would say look as a Montrealer, I think that's a fucking great question. Do you have okay. an answer for sure. it? Because you're you're younger, but that's the thing. It's like it's very vague. So I, I don't know if that's a good question. I would say for me, uh, when I started picking out trash. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, no, but I think that like when did you realize that like Montreal was like was more was than like just I said was on the map like yeah. like because you know what I mean like because th- th- you grow up here yeah and then there's a moment where you're like oh Montreal is because a spot. or you like, didn't you know I mean? or you and didn't you've heard and about you, Montreal. Yeah, yeah. Because if you if you grew up here, I mean, I didn't grow up here, but I I definitely feel like I've spent the majority of my adult life here, yeah. and there was definitely a time where Montreal was not but like was on moment? the map. Like, I mean, it was definitely that whole uh, spin article, like you know, like Montreal, uh, you know, Arcade Fire, Wolf Parade stars deers like yeah. that whole thing like that to me felt like it was like okay we just went from being like a c market to a b market yeah well, and uh, you know and we're kind of we're in a lot of ways we're still a b market trust me i know like i deal with it all the time <laughs> yeah. with okay. all these all like we like as much we're as an underrated b market yeah a I mean, market like, but, that like, is classified B-plus? as a b market yeah i mean like that's as, why i said underrated because I was, I was i will say the first like as a as a like consumer of the arts more than a participant, I would say that like the things that the thing that clicked for me was uh, I looked up the date because I was like, when was it? I'll double check. It's 2003. Yeah. When Ray Charles played the Jazz Fest, and I was like, holy shit! I was like, that's a thing. Oh fuck! I right. Like I, I was like I was like oh this is like I, I knew the Jazz Fest. Was, jazz yeah, Fest yeah. was a big thing, and the fact that yeah. we had a big Jazz Fest was always there. But as a like as a participant, I was like. Wait, Ray Charles is about to play a giant ass live yeah. free show in our city. Yeah, like I was like, oh, we're 
a spot. You know, like like right. that that like it clicked in my head that like you know what like it was just it's it was surreal that it was that it happened. It yeah. was insane how big it was and that felt a, like oh this isn't a weird and like it wasn't like a one off, you know? Like that was when things started to come into perspective where I was like, "Oh no, Montreal's a like because especially if you grow up here, I feel that you always feel like the little brother of Toronto. You're like, yeah, we're cool. I don't feel like we're the little brother You're younger. Of the funny thing is, though, <laughs> like for me, like growing that, up in yeah. both cities, yeah. essentially. No, you, know, you like, did, though. Like, I did. But and like, and I'm still back and forth. And I still, you know, I spend yeah. 25 nights a year in Toronto or whatever. Yeah. Like yeah. even to this day, you know, like I, I, like I see it. Like I see how... Um, you know, Toronto has just benefited from. I mean, there's so many expats, oh, Montreal expats yeah. in Toronto, just because they don't speak the language yeah, and yeah, they've been course. so yeah. hard on. Yeah, we have a lot of friends stuff. in the comedy scene. Like, and yeah, you're like, oh, you want to make it but in the comedy scene? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, if, if you're a professional and the business decides that they don't want to operate in Quebec anymore, also happens. Yeah, it happens a lot. Like that was a reality for us almost like last year. Yeah, that's it. Even a non non art scene. Like, yeah, just like, yeah, yeah, for sure. We're in tech. I'm in tech. And we almost had to move, like right. because of Bill ninety six. Like, yeah, like I was just like, I don't know what to do, but we're moving. Like Keith, yeah. you're coming with me. Oh no, right. I'm like, we'll it's rent fine. this place out, or <laughs> it will be abandoned. But sure. I don't, yeah, we'll abandon our house. No, but you so. know what I mean. But I, if it was a choice, if it was like our office is closing, I'm going in Toronto. It wasn't an option. Yeah. Okay, well, Pat, we're gonna wrap this up. I love that. This is long. Okay, I mean, can, we could, can, we, could, we, could, we could go I mean, for another I mean, one. I mean, I, so uh, my last, last, very, very, very last question. I hope it's what, what I think it is. What is it? I was gonna say. I was gonna say like, what? What are there any? As as the guy from Event Call, is there any other shows you wanna? Like, are there anything that we should watch out for? What fans are no. excited to oh, see? I want to ask a different question. Can I ask a different question? Oh, wait, maybe question? you're going to ask a vibe question. Because I didn't get to ask my, oh, shit, like, really, really good question. Mm-hmm. No. You got to edit out some of that Juggalo stuff to make this fit under the cap. I here. think the Juggalo was <laughs> on the like, other one, so we're good. No, no, no. no, 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 no this is on this oh, one. Oh, fucking Keith. The yeah. Fucking Keith. And then I yelled at him. <laughs> fucking Keith. Anyway. Uh, you know, we've been. We're not quite with, like, we've been to. 16, 15, 16 years? Yeah, and yeah, him and his women together so, 25. Yeah, 25 Again, years, exactly. Fucking we're if you want to, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's ball busting is our love language. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so wait, what's your question? My question is if you can book anyone, anyone, living or dead? No, it's I, like, I is it living now? Is it more like, what's your dream? Yeah, like, like, lineup? okay. What's your lineup? Well, I mean, like, or headliner for the, the, like, for three days. Cause, like, that's, that's the ocean. But you could do, like, okay. seven. You can three do, headliners? See, it's, it's, it's funny because, like, this was the type of question that I thought would come. And it's, like, there's two, like, I literally have, like, two different levels of so it's like what are the headliners it's like the headliners we haven't had yet yeah that, like i well, literally i can't wait to have it's like pearl jam mm-hmm. yeah. pearl jam to me is number one like i don't think we can afford them anymore it's like the like the thing that people don't realize is that like 
the arena and f- stadium business has gotten so lucrative yeah. that playing fe- like it used to be festivals that you would money, you would yeah. play arenas and then festivals was like that's where the real money was at but now yeah. because f- uh, like arenas the, have like up their arenas and, and but they have and, like all the other sports that are happening there so they no have but all I mean but, money, right? no but it's more like you can charge you know. F- Five thousand tickets at seven hundred fifty dollars oh, for like yeah. the for like the front row or whatever. So like you know bands like Pearl Jam, it's like they're almost taking a pay cut to play festivals. Whereas hey, Pearl ten, Jam? five years ago, <laughs> yeah. it was like the opposite. You know, yeah. it was the opposite. Yeah. So Pearl Jam, don't do that. So you know that be cool. You know, th- there's a few. I mean, like Depeche Mode, Pearl Depeche Jam. Mode. Green Day, like there, there's a bunch of acts okay, that are like you know, we're like not vibing with Green Day, but I understand. No, that's fine. That's fine. I understand. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, also me, like, it's like we've already had them, but like a, a band that's like evolved so much that I kind of feel like they haven't played the festivals, like Arctic Monkeys. Like <gasps> it's like there's Sorry. bands that like you know. <laughs> I hi. I'm like I'm I'm like you know like, but then for me it's like I love. Who do you want to see? More than it's like I live. I live in the in the in the one to four p.m. space where it's like you know like Claude (laughs) and Beach Fossils and like you know like man even like having Dominic Fike. Have you heard the Dominic Fike record? Sorry for yelling. It's incredible. I apologize apologize for that. That's loud. Like that new Dominic Fike record is just insane. Like it's so good. Like I'm just like. You I'm know, sweating. Because like, because <laughs> like, I feel. I don't know that how to like react to like normal things other than saying I'm right. drinking or being or. Have you heard sweating. the new the the Japanese house record yet? Have you heard that? That's no. that's in my top. It it's in my top five right now. But anyway, like the. I'm putting it on my top five. There's <laughs> so many incredible bands, and like that's the thing. It's like some of these bands play when they're super super young, and they haven't really developed their style or essence or whatever like you know like even like a Fontaine's DC or something like yeah. that where I'm like you know it's like they're gonna come like that's the new Arctic Monkeys to me like the, in two years they're gonna come out with a record and they're gonna be fucking like stadium mm-hmm. shit so you know like like it's you know but that's it's it's such a beauty of living in this world of like you know just constantly I was like, gonna say, quick, so quick, a uh, final, final Oceaga question. Yes, that's amazing. Is is there what what is the, what is like, the band that you? You said you used to go there, obviously before even working at Evenco. Yeah, like what's the band that you discovered because of Oceaga, if there is any? Was there a band that like, or or, or, or maybe not discovered, or so, or, that, like, or like elevated because yeah. uh, like so like for us like I I knew Francis and the Lights, and then sure. and then when I I would never have thought to go see him live ever. In my right. life, yeah. But then, but then when I saw him live, I was like, "Oh, this is, this is a guy right. who is like can do whatever he wants on stage, and I'll sit down and watch it." You're saying, "Oh, Francis and the Lights is gonna sit there and play piano for 45 minutes?" I'd be like, "I'll watch that." Yeah. Was there like like, a, like you're like a band that even if you had heard of them, like who has the most charisma that you want to watch again? Or well, no, I'm saying. just saying, or a band that you were just sort of like your fandom elevated because you saw them live at an Oceaga. But that's in the charisma level. But it's not always charisma. Like you don't always like. What if it's like a shoegaze yeah. band? They don't have like charisma. They're just but you know. I don't know. Like like <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but that's like on so many different levels. Like yeah. it's that's like really I hard. I never. It's like top down. Was never really a fan of the weekend. 
And the first time we played Oceaga was terrible. Oh and my then God, like, we were and then about like, yeah, we walked out. So yeah, we really was terrible. <laughs> and then when he headlined, he had like yeah. finally pulled it together. Like, he did. Childish like, really was like did. that also. Childish was like that too. Fuck. Like, yeah. so you know who also was like that? It was like Lord mm-hmm. was fucking like I didn't want to like that. Like <laughs> when she played, like I was like kind of put like even though I like I was like okay the record's okay but you know it's terrible live and whatever she came out and just in the rain mm-hmm. just absolutely murdered it but yeah. I mean like we're talking headliner status stuff but yeah. like you know I like the first time Post Malone played at like 2pm mm-hmm. like it was terrible and then he came back and just crushed it um, but I mean there's so many stories about so many bands that like you know it's it's really it's really hard to like you know just pigeonhole it but like i don't know we can get into this all night pat thank you so much for coming yeah of course for like another while but Did you, you got you got this one i got Hey there. Thanks for listening. Obviously, if you enjoyed the show, uh, tell your friends about it. Talk to us. You can, wherever you saw the show, feel free to engage with us. We're both very friendly. I uh, promise you. Uh, just to let you know that all audio clips are copyrighted to their respective owners and used solely with the intention of promoting Oshiaga. Uh, the intro song that we use, or intro and or outro song, is uh, Paradise Engineering uh, instrumental version by Yacht and is licensed under a attribution non-commercial share like 3.0 United States license. Um, just so you know, if you do enjoy the show and like our vibe, uh, we do run a website called 9to5.cc where we have a bunch of other podcasts on the show. We have Go Plug Yourself, where we talk to interesting Montrealers, and we have 9ES, which is more of a pop culture show. So if that either of those two things seem like your vibe, uh, go check out 9to5.cc. Um, otherwise, can't wait to see you at Oshiaga. Bye. 9to5.cc, podcasts, blogs, and comics, made in Montreal since 2011.